Um, can I tell you a funny story? I love funny stories. I was getting the card reset for the room. Mm-hmm. On my way down, I was pretty drunk. And I bit it. You <laughs> so bit like, the fucking it has all bite marks in it. And I go to the guy, I'm like, hey, the card doesn't work, man. And so he like, picks it up and like looks at me. He's <laughs> got all teeth marks. <laughs> and then like I see Marty and like a couple dudes leaving the tournament. I'm all like, nerds. And he's like, what did you say? And I was like, oh, I called those people over there nerds. And he, and he was like, looked at me for a minute. I was like, I know them all. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, oh, okay. Do you play the same game as them? And I was like, Yes, that's what makes it ironic that I called them nerds because I'm a nerd too. And he was like, oh. And I was like, Jeremy, Jeremy, you don't play any games? And he's like, well, in high school, I played Magic the Gathering. I was like, wow, nerd. Rage of Sigmar, season two. And we are back. With Jacob Ellery birthday. <laughs> Elemental P birthday. Yeah, Jacob Elemental P birthday. And uh, Jared's no longer with us. Are you drinking a White Claw? Hell yeah! He's drinking a White Claw. Hang on, I gotta go get a... Hang on, wait a second. I have a full White Claw in front of me. Hell yeah. The Claw what is law. What you got? So let me talk about... Uh, my what? flavor oh, is oh. Black Cherry. Nice, nice. I've got Ruby Grapefruit. I would say slun ice. You know what I'm saying. I do. I do. Welcome back to the show, Joe Pagano. How are you, my friend? I had a great time. I was just recording uh, probably like three or four hours ago for like uh, 30 minutes with Jared Nyman. He wants to be called... I don't know if it's Nyman or Neiman. Whichever one he doesn't like is the one I want to say. But uh, anyway, um, part of the Rage Sigmar conglomerate network the Owen five podcast so me and him recorded for about 30 minutes uh people who will be listening to this will hear have heard this beforehand uh but in that time period we drank a whole bottle of grind between the two of us yes so i am fucking hammered right now um i'm gonna try and grind. put together what the grind the official beverage of the radio sigmar podcast network so delicious that so, that and obviously for our australian viewers and listeners Fosters. Is that a thing? All right. Anyway, Bundaberg. Bundaberg. Yeah, James. Remember those? Are you sure those are oh, yeah, they were delicious. So anyway, I'm super hammered, like <laughs> completely out of my face hammered. Uh, face hammer. Shout out to those guys. Um, I'm trying my best to continue to being a human being, but Jacob really wanted me to record tonight, so here I am. Your eyes are like one quarter open. <laughs> I'm so fucking drunk. Dude. I'm sure that's just, it's not going to come out at all in the podcast. What time is it? 8.26 p.m. and I am probably too drunk to exist. So drunk right now. So drunk right now. So, Joe, tell me about what you've been working on in the hobby since we haven't talked in a minute. I've been working on my corn army. Yeah? What specific models? Or is it all sort of under wraps right now? Right now I'm I'm working on my uh my one of my 
Is a dual counts as for my um, Scarbrand slash uh, Insensate Rage Bloodthirster. So he's going sure. to be magnetized to his bases. Um, but it's actually the Dracon model from Creature Caster. He's really sweet. and I. It's the, the enormous... Um, oh, he's like a giant dragon like ogre. Dragon, dragon ogre. Yeah, there we yeah go. he's so badass. Um, but I swapped out his uh, axe or... Like polearm weapon for the uh, penumbral spell portal or penumbral uh, pendulum, right? The pendulum, yeah. Either void pendulum. There we go. Yeah, he's penumbral badass. pendulum is the the short story. Yeah. Whatever that means. Sweet man, and you've been doing a lot of non-metallic metal in this army. Um, the entire metallics of the army are um, non-metallics. Yeah. That is impressive. I don't know if I would have the willpower to do that for a whole army. I'm trying. We'll see how I where I end up at the end. You know. What I mean? Sorry, am I boring you, Joe? No, I'm fucking retardedly <laughs> drunk right now, which is the wrong term to use. I'm mongoloidly drunk right now. <laughs> oh man, episode four numbers. Here we come. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna call this one the controversial sode. No. It's the Joe's too drunk to be a human being. I apologize to everyone that I care about. I'm just a bad person right now. Hey, hey, you're a bad person all the time. Rally, why did you block Will? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. Let's just get right into it. All right. So, yeah, I painted some corn stuff. Oh. And I would say, ooh, me so corny. Let me paint nice. you long time. Nice. Good work. Solid dad humor right there. I try. You you succeed, sir. Uh, well, that sounds great. And is, that, <laughs> is your goal to have this done by... Not Adepticon. by CanCon. Adepticon. Adepticon. So you've yeah. got five months to finish this army? Yeah, well, I'm like... So the original army was like... It, it, the original plan is a lot of beasts. Yeah, but uh, for Adepticon, I'm going to be running a different list. So oh. it's like 31 infantry model or 32 infantry models, four bloodthirsters, and two chariots. But everything okay. depends because I'm actually buying a house right now. Well, not a house, but a co-op. So it's like a house in New York, which you're in um, contract on, right? Yeah, I am in contract. Congratulations! You are Thanks, you are super close to being a landowner elite. Yeah, but I'm not going to be a landowner because I'm buying a share in a corporation that owns a large amount of rent land because it's a co-op in New York City, which right. is okay by me because it's the cheapest option. Yeah, also, cooperative is literally the main tenet of, of um, communism, so seems seems appropriate. Yavol. I don't know what that means, but I assume it's Spotsiva. not like... Spotsiva. I just hope it's not like Dozvol. What? Deuce full? Yeah, I hope it's nothing like that. I thought that was like what you yell when you're pole, you're doing pole vaulting in like a teams competition. Like I'm never do deuce vault. <laughs> that was really stupid. I love you so much. <laughs> you make me so happy. I wish you were so much more drunk than you are now, or also or in the same room as me. If I was in the same room as you, I would be as drunk as you. Um, but that does remind me of a funny story. Do you remember when? I decided I was going to propose to Margo. And I said, yes, yes, a thousand times yes. And you sent me the photo <laughs> of the ring? Yes. 
that exact story. Yeah. I've never been filled with more regret than knowing that I could have gotten you to say yes, and I still... You could have married me instead of Margaret. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't fuck each other. Totally not. That's That would be bad. We're not into that. But we, don't, we but got each other's we, benefits. Are, you got the benefits? The benefits. Oh, shit. You in a union? Yeah. union. Okay. All right. So, sounds like you're pretty bored. Uh, real quick, <laughs> are you going to make joke on? over and over again? I'm going to yawn a thousand times. I've been drinking for the last, like, seven hours. What time is it? 8.31? Eight hours. I'm hammered right now. Good. As you should be. It's called War Hammer for a reason. Um, all right. So, I have been working on my Cliffs of Insanity War. No, wait. Hang project. on. Hang on, Jacob. What have you been working on? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Joe. We're going to get right into listener questions. So, first one comes from Captain Smorgan. <laughs> Fuck you! Tell me what you've been working on. I've been working on my Cliffs of Insanity War Cry project. Is that uh, a reference it, to the Princess Bride? It is. It absolutely is. have never seen is. that movie. Is it good? Inconceivable. <laughs> it, it's, uh, That's the thing from the movie. Exactly! Man, nothing gets past you, Drunk Joe. I love you, Drunk Joe. Drunk Joe is my spirit animal. <laughs> All right, keep it going. Let's move. Let's so, move. so yeah, working on my. Uh, it's a vertical Warcry board. What? It's Twenty-two. It's a vertical <laughs> Warcry board. Oh, it's a Warcry board, really high terrain. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it's that. So it's twenty-two inches tall. It's thirty inches wide. So what happens uh, if someone shoots them with the bow from below? Do they go back into the wall? Uh, well, my plan was to make it so that it actually blocks line of sight for a lot of that, because I think in Warcry, ranged options are actually pretty powerful. Um, and it's going to make for a lot more interesting, or like just different games where you have to sit next to your opponent, and it's almost like you playing You jerk each other school. off while you play. Right? Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's, it's, really, it's really my effort to promote sportsmanship <laughs> in the Warcry when scene. When you say sportsmanship, you mean handjob. I mean, what do you mean when you say sportsmanship? Blowjobs. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, I, I haven't thought about how to make a, a, a Warcry board that has one person sitting at the table and one person under the table, but when I figure it out, you'll be the first to know. I think you could do it with mirrors. I'm just saying. Lots of mirrors. That's hot. That's real hot. Have you ever had a partner pull out a mirror right before you have sex? Uh, no. Okay. Remember the story I told about the girl who was giving me a blowjob and then I hit, and her knee hit the phone to see like to put on Siri and then she like took my dick out of her mouth and said call mom and went back to blowing me. Then really I almost happened? had a heart attack. That really happened. <sighs> uh, this girl also I didn't believe you. Oh, it definitely really happened. Um, in this porno I was watching. But uh, when we were actually about to like go to bed for the first time, she goes like, Hold on, stop. We had like you know, gotten through all the foreplay, gotten like made some made some real good progress. She goes, "Hold on, stop, 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 stop." She goes to the side of her bed where there's a mirror facing like the same direction as the headboard would face, and she turns it to angle to face the bed. And I was like, "Did you just?" She goes, "Oh yeah." <laughs> it was pretty badass. That's wild. The, the I wish you knew what having of... sex was like. Hey, you've what? done it one time. Once for Jesus. Twice. Chicken soup with rice. All right, all right, so we're going to get into our listener questions because really? I think that's all. Really? You're skipping what I've been working on? Sure, Joe. Tell me what you've been working on. <laughs> Have you ever gone over this? 
Yes. Uh, Are you being serious? I don't remember. I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> yeah, we. You already talked about your corn and non-metallics. I'm painting corn and non-metallic metals. Who taught you to paint non-metallic metals? Danny Pence from the Danny dwellers Pence? from the dwellers below, which is also part of the Red Sigma media conglomerate. Outstanding. Joe, what's your social security number? Zero nine twelve fourteen fourteen seventy five fourteen. That's too many numbers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Twelve fourteen nine six four three eight four nine twelve thirteen eighty seven four four. Well, that's the that's it for our segment on Joe lists numbers that he knows. So we're gonna get on to uh, some listener questions that I sent out seven minutes ago. And <laughs> Jacob, what eighty three nine eighteen one four nine seventy six eight hundred and sixty two. Okay, um, <laughs> moving past the segment where Joe lists all the numbers out of order. <laughs> Our first zero. <laughs> oh, can I tell you something that I thought was really funny and no one else thought it was funny? Yes. So, I talk a lot of shit no when I play way. games. Yeah, yeah. Board games, video games, whatever I'm playing, I talk a lot of shit. And uh, <laughs> two days ago when I was heading to play some Super Smash Bros. at work, I decided instead of telling someone that they're going to come catch these hands... That I actually wanted to say, come catch these hams, which is my new catchphrase. Catch these hams. Because your hands are ham? Yeah, hams. Also, it works with yams. You can't say yam. Why not? It kind of sounds like a slur. Does it? Yeah, because yam's a slur. Oh, I didn't. I've never heard that one. Really? Yeah, never. Wow, you woke Uh, right up. Wow, you never never heard that? That's terrible. Um, Don't say yams in like a, I've got yams for you, or you're a yam. Because it kind of sounds like someone saying yum, which is also a slur. Please don't say that word. Why not? For I say what? It? Said it like five times already. It's it's a tenth, it's a bad thing to say. Okay, I won't say it. Don't say it. You're a bad person if you say okay. yum. You're a jerk. Okay, you keep saying it, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean it that way. I mean it like isn't like an educational sense. Like stop saying. Sure, it. sure. The more you know. All right. First question comes from Sam Morgan, and you can find him on Twitter at Haiku Smorgan. Okay. He says, "Hi guys, love the show." K three three P it man. He like totally knew that it was the number segment just a minute ago. Okay. One two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven eleven twelve thirteen. He says, "Question." I have had three people pay for king rooms at CanCon, but only two king rooms available. How should I decide who gets them? Well, whoever is traveling the furthest distance should get the king room. Hold on. Why are we putting one person in a king-size bed if there's well, more than one person? Yeah, they, they're all, I guess the Australians are weird about having... Um, men in their bed? Uh, having sex with men. Anyway. Oh. Wow. All right. Uh, okay, so person who traveled furthest, the, the two furthest travelers should get the, the beds? Yeah, so me and Randy should, and Sam, you have to sleep on the floor, you fucking bitch. 
I feel like you and Randy should just share the bed because a king size bed is so much space. No, no, no. I don't want to share a bed with Randy. I need to be able to uh, crank one out. You, you totally will be able to, and then you'll be able to masturbate later. But like, anyway, he also asks. Hungry Jacks or Burger King? First of all, what the fuck is Hungry Jacks? Is that I, Jack I would like to think that that is a can, uh, 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 flapjack restaurant with lots of pancakes. Oh, like an international house with pancakes. Uh, so I've always heard that women with big boobs may work at Hooters, but women with one leg work at IHOP. <laughs> okay, but which uh. ones work at Hungry Jack? <laughs> <laughs> all of them. Okay. All right. You heard it here first, ladies. If you're an amputee, you should go work at Hungry Jack's. Yeah. All yeah right. I, heard the, I heard they'll play your theme music out there. I'm like, keep rolling, 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 rolling. God. I'm a bad person. <laughs> I wish we were doing video of this because every time you go in close to like tell a secret to the microphone, your nose smushes up against it and it's adorable. <laughs> it's so big. <laughs> <laughs> the mic? No, it's not that bad. Oh, oh yeah, that's huge. Uh, last question: Should compendium be allowed in matched play? What is compendium? Good answer. It's like all the the units that were from the old world. Who cares, dude? Why are you yeah. being inflammatory, Sam? Go home to your what if- multi-million-dollar apartment with your wonderful family where you have like one wife and one child that's normal and then you make all your money and you travel around and like live life and Joe your captain you, Joe West teams. Joe, you have one wife and one kid and make a lot of money and travel around. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, awesome. <laughs> Sam, keep doing it. <laughs> all right. Next question comes from Tristan Gray at Tristan Gray. First question, have you given Martin a noogie yet today, Joe? Uh, no, it's not enough hair to give a noogie. Boom, roasted. Next question, why are the Bone Reapers trash? Because they're made of bones and bones are trash. No, also because they're kind of I really skewed wanted towards to one style of list that, that people are going to play and abuse. And it's kind of a bummer. I just want them to write books to have like, like one list option that isn't like completely like, wow, this is what I want to play. They should do like mint list options that you're like, wow, I don't know if I want to play this or this. There's so many cool things I could do. I could do this or that or this or that. And they'd all be fun and they'd be playable, but that's not possible because everything is insane. I listened to my hell of a burst today, so my entire projection of my voice is coming out, coming out like him. Like I'm just delivering all my jokes in the same style. Punchline. Ha! <laughs> Good one. Uh, I actually don't think that book has only one list to it. I think it has a bunch of builds, and they're pretty powerful. I think there's one list that's going to be really boring to play against. Yeah, it's well, because they like, don't bounce. Hey, right. look at me. I'm a boring-ass list. Note to self, do not do list review or serious questions with Drunk Joe. <laughs> cool. Next question, who's the best team to watch in the NBA? And I would answer the Golden State the Warriors. New York State Knicks, yo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> because you know why? You can't expect a lot of them. And they're not going to be doing very good. They're going to lose a lot of games. But Spike Jones is going to be there. I would use almost the same logic for the Warriors. They're not going to win a lot of games. No, they are going to be bad. broke his hand, wanking yep. it. Uh, or, you know, falling on it on the court. 
That's why I say what happens when I hurt myself wanking it. <laughs> oh, uh, how did I get this knee brace? Uh, I was playing basketball and yeah. I fell. Chad Pond. Yeah, stupid Chad. We love you. Last question from Tristan Gray. What's your favorite brunch spot, Joe? Ooh, dude, there was like a really, really good uh, – so there was a good brunch spot when I was living in California I liked a lot, and it was actually in Fresno, which is surprising because that place is the armpit of the world. It's but, awful. No, uh, I'm in the armpit of the world, but the armpit of America – At least of, of California. It's the right armpit. The other one is New Jersey. Anyway, hang on, I got a burp going. It was don't called, it was called, it was called it. Bent. Into the mic? Don't do it into the mic. It's my mic, Rob Symes. Suck a fat weed. Yeah, but his heart surgery paid for it. Um, there was a spot in Fresno, California called, hang on, I'm just going to take a drink of this delicious white claw drink. Wow, that was loud. <laughs> that swallow, uh, that swallow was very loud. Was it? You could hurt, you yeah. heard it? Oh, yeah. That was awesome. Um, it's called Benediction. It was an Eggs Benedict restaurant that did many different styles of Benedict, and they were all very good, but I preferred the, the um, barbecue. Oh, that sounds good. One. That sounds really good. Delicious. Jacob, what's your favorite brunch spot? Actually, I think it's an, I've got a new one because I had a couple that I liked, but I went to San Diego. Wow, McDonald's? After- crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kidding. Go for it. On to listener questions, I guess. <laughs> No, I want to hear. I actually went to a, a new place. So my wife and I were in San Diego this past weekend, and we went count. to a place. It's on vacation, somewhere you can go. Again, I love. Wait, never mind. I chose somewhere in Fresno. I'll never be in Fresno, California again. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's called Local Crave, and they make something called butter coffee, where they put butter, coconut oil, honey, and cinnamon in your coffee, and it's delicious. That sounds really good. Also, I want you to know that Local and Crave are both restaurants on the main bar strip by my house. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was easily the best coffee I've had in a long time, basically since the last time I went to Phil's Coffee in the oh, Bay Area. Coffee? Yep. Uh, and then uh, also the breakfast was super good. They did like a ba- like a candied bacon, avocado, and Swiss sandwich on a candied Belgian waffle. Ooh, that sounds really good. It was Trey Magnifique, which is French for those somber minds out there who are listening. Shout out to somber mind. What does it right. mean? Like, what, is it French? Is like, foey grass means a good shit. Uh, no, that that's that's the word for um, Fat Tuesday. Oh, Fat Tuesday. Grass is right. Tuesday, or yep. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Foey is Tuesday. Grass is good. Foey is Tuesday. No, uh, never mind. All right. Um, next question comes to us from friend of the show, Paul Shard. Uh, you can find I've him. I've never heard at, of him. You've met him, but you were super drunk. Um, he <laughs> he's the one that ran the narrative event at uh, Adepticon. Adepticon. <laughs> Registrations open. Hundred ten right players. Smaller than Midwest Meltdown. Uh, no, but um, he runs the the narrative event. Oh my god! Show. <laughs> he runs the narrative event. 
It shouldn't be this distracting and funny, but it totally is. He's also one of the hosts of the show <laughs> The Mortal Realm. Along with friend of the show, Eric Stonemont Gamer. Alright, his first question. If Sigmar was a member of the A-Team, <laughs> which one would he be? Hey, Mr. T. Yeah, he'd be Mr. T. Yeah. Alright, next question. On a scale of Grot to God Beast, how narrative are the cities of Sigmar? Wet farts. You want to you want to follow that up with a reason or just wet fart? Uh, no, I think they're awesome. I think everything about them is do- totally narrative. I just think that you're going to see um, a lot of hell heart, a lot of busted hell heart, and a lot yeah, of yeah. I just think there's like a, a ton of like ridiculous casting that just gets out of control a little bit. But I think I think eventually it will balance itself out. I think you can play any city and compete. Like, so, I, what I like about the Cities of Sigmar book is it gives a ton of space for like really narrative or creative players to build their own army, to build their own story, to build their own city, and also for competitive players to sort of pick the style of play they want to have and then just go to town on people. Hell yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, his last question from Paul, you can find him at PJ Shard, which is S C H A R D on Twitter. I thought it was P P J Shard, but I'm glad it's not. It's it's very close to that. It's very close yeah. to that. It's like a wet shard. Uh, how much money would it take for Joe to eat a dice, or how many beers would it take for Joe to eat a dice? Don't do it, Joe. Joe, there's not enough money. Don't. I was in pain for a week. <sighs> I would eat a die if it was made of chocolate in a hard meat. Okay, but, but what about a real die? If it was a real die, I would not eat it because I'm afraid of dying of something stupid like on the show 1,000 Ways to Die. Uh, to be honest, I think I would do it for like $700 in a lap dance. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? All right, uh, we've got a couple more questions from... A couple other listeners. So, coming from good friend of the show, Randy. Ra- Randy? <laughs> he says, what is the most basic bitch meal? Oatmeal with blueberries. Okay. I was going to say a pumpkin spice latte with a side of leggings and Uggs. And you have to eat the leggings and the Uggs. Cool. Next question from Ryan Inman at Gnomes Bane, or The Gnomes Bane on Twitter. What's the shittiest army you could make the funnest list with? Ooh. Uh, oh, man, there's so many. But, you, again, shittiest army you could make the funnest list with. Okay, so uh, here's one. Um, I've seen Domus kicking this around on Twitter. It's basically like oh, one the, the Frostlord three, character. The, the three drop skull list with... With like twenty two like, drops of uh, saber cats. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. I'm not saying it's bad. It just says the shittiest army you could make the funnest list with. I think the funnest list you can make that sh- out of a shitty army is stormcast. Boom, roasted. Yeah, I want to just say trolls. 
That's a good one. Yeah. 16 mile trollless with the troll head. Yeah, and just taking a bunch floppy. of the dank cold. The, you can say everything's dank. Very big floppy titties that you're like. This joke is getting old. I'm putting my phone away. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think also like um, just all bulgors and yeah. uh, bulls. I think that would be like a good shitty list. I think uh, anything Joe oh, Urban plays. Shitty army. Oh, I Ooh. played Joe Urban today. How'd that go? Did you win? No. Um, he took what 60 was... hex rates, and I didn't know that his characters could teleport because he didn't explain his rules very well. And I was like, oh, man, I'm playing Blood and Glory. I could just do this. And he was like, I could teleport on my characters. I was like, oh, so I lost. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, you got to know what you're playing against. Was he playing Legion of Grief or was he playing Nighthawn? Yeah, Nighthawn, but, like, I asked him what his stuff does. And he's like, oh, it does this, it does that. You know, so he just cheated. It's okay. Classic feel bad. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was great. Were you drunk? No. no was he drunk? No. We were both buzzed. Okay. Uh, all right. And last set of questions comes from at D.A. Ninny Pants, Pants Fox on Twitter. Oh, never heard of uh, her. What did she say? She said, well, she has a bunch of questions. First one, rapid fire. Why do you create content? Mainly because basic bitches like you listen to it. Oh, snap. I was going to say because we would have these same conversations anyway. I mean, the person listening was Trent from the NSA. But now we have, like, four times as many listeners. So we have five, five, four listeners? I think so. Go back to the number segment, Joe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Nice. Next question from DA. One, two, three, four, five, oh, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, eleven. Joe, that's literally the exact same joke as the air horn, but with a different method of interrupting me. <laughs> okay, next question comes from D.A. Ninny Pants, Pants Fox on Twitter. He asks, what is the meaning of life for you? For me? Joe just sobered up real fast. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> The meaning of life for me is to ruin kids' Christmases when your buddy's like, oh, I pretend to be Santa on the phone, and you scream out like you're an elf stuck in a trash compactor. <laughs> oh, man. Next question. Are fiberglass hard hats legal in Australia? I don't know, man. You live in Australia. Fucking Google it. I, I don't know either. Uh, his next question, we've already answered. His next question from that is, what's your pick for a counter-meta list? Counter-meta. I would say just, like, shit tons of Arcanauts. Like, even though they, they made the um, they made the, the chemists not as broken, like, I think Caradon Overlords still are a really good counter-pick to the meta. They probably won't win many events. They could win some. But they'll just fuck up a lot of people's days. My countermeasure list is the same list Domus posted on Twitter. Nice. Good one. For those listening at home, Joe has one eye, one quarter open. The other eye is entirely closed. And he has like a big old cowlick from wearing his hat all morning. Leave me alone, dude. I didn't have a hat on. I had a sweatshirt on. <laughs> Joke's on you. You have hair. Shit. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Oh, uh, one. <laughs> second to last, second to last question. On a scale of Jacob to Joe, how hype are you two for CanCon? <laughs> Joe. Jacob. Last no question. Way. Last question. Why am I in love with you both? Probably because um, we're both super sexy, and you like having sex with them with really small penises. I was going to say because he likes talking to very, very minor non-celebrities in a very niche community and feeling like he's in the in crowd. Dude, I'm at the boys and everyone knows who I am. It's so weird. Like, oh my god, it's Joe from Magic Sigma. Like, you know, I'm like Italian Spider-Man. I'm like, whoa. my white claw <laughs> oh shit oh my god <laughs> cool ready for the next segment what's the next segment <laughs> oh Nathan Briscoe what's the next segment It gets very good as I like the gets. It's very fun to play them. Uh, I don't think we have a next segment. I think next segment is probably some gangster rap. I was just shouting to try to give you a headache. Did it work? We've only recorded for 32 minutes, Jacob. Okay, but you also recorded with Jared, and then we're going to record first thing tomorrow morning. Are we? You're going to wake up at 5.02, and you're going to call me, and like an idiot, I'm going to pick up and podcast with you. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? I'll probably just put out a last-minute text for some listener questions, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, maybe recap what you've been working on, or say cool. some numbers. 18, 29. Fuck, I dropped my phone. Son of a bitch. <laughs> burr, 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 burr. I'm trying to do right now, but I can't. Wow. 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 All right, so uh, thanks for listening, folks. If you want to get in touch with us, you can a number of ways. Are you going to do the end of the podcast part now? And then... <laughs> Oh, jeez. Please stop. Please don't do that. That sounded so bad, Joe. You want to just go through the whole soundboard real quick? Oh, that's a bad one. This is an app really sent to me. Did he really? Yeah, he's like, that's pretty good. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, good, like, oh, shit, like. What is that sound? I don't know. Anyway, hey, Joe, what did, you, what did you think of 
uh, the movie but, Joker. Joker? I was like, wow. I was hoping we'd use the, hey, that's pretty good one. Hey, that's pretty good. It was good. It was a good movie. It had a Joaquin Phoenix in it. I don't know if you guys know that, but he's uh, half Puerto Rican, half uh, Frostar Phoenix. And, uh... I don't have any help for anyone. John Scrivens. Wow. John, are you okay? Are you having a stroke? Are you? Wait, ask him that question again. Are you drunk, John Scrivens? No, that's the best day of my life. Really? No. Not the day I asked you to marry me? Really? When you asked me to marry you, I was like, mm, no. Do you have any more sound effects or are we done? We're at sound effects, guys. All right, so we're in the Rage of Sigmar podcast and we might be back. We might not. You're going to have to find out later on. In this episode of the Honest War Gamer. Love you guys. Alright. Good effort considering how drunk I am. Good drunkness considering how effort I was. Wow, dude, why you gotta do shit like that? Y'all niggas got me hot. Just a bunch of jokers over here. Yeah, just a bunch of jokers joking. You're playing jokers. Bro? I'm really good, dude. I am. I couldn't sleep last night because I was so excited about a the list writing that I was doing a little bit of tech work with uh, our buddy from the Bruce's Darren. And Ooh, uh, yeah, it's always fun. Yeah, and he uh, he thinks that Aether Quartz is the way to go instead of the flying banner. So I think uh, I'm going to so, go with. Since we're already recording, let's kind of introduce why we're talking about this. Sure, sure. Good idea. Um, so, I know I've mentioned before that I'm working on a corn army on the cast, but uh, Jacob's been known to play corn back in AOS 1. He hasn't played... Did you even play corn in AOS 2 at all? Or? I no, you had already moved on to your Stormcast. Yeah. yeah, I had. So, uh, since he could no longer like stack doing mortal wounds on... like. F- threes and, and having like 500 extra attacks like he did back in the day he rage quit his corn and threw them in a box which is appropriate for corn because he's the god of rage so yeah. don't at so, me so um but I've, jacob and i have been talking about my list ideas and you're planning on taking something pretty similar to what i want to build 
Yeah. And you've been talking to Darren. I've been talking to Darren. We're trying to not lose every game with this army. So I actually, the thing is, I actually have a really good record with Corn, and so I'm sort of I'm letting my pride push me to to be a competitive gamer again. Not that I ever like took a real break, considering I was playing Skaven. But the the thing that really um, well, you were also playing. You had the played Stormcast for in the middle, and you were doing pretty well. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Thanks, Joe. Um, but I, uh, so I'm, I'm actually going to take the list that you're looking at basically to this little, this little tournament in Atlanta that I'm going to this coming weekend. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm, I'm still at the boys. I'm in my hotel room right now. It's like six fifty in the morning, which is really actually pretty late for you to be just waking up. If we're being honest. Yeah. I, just, I went to bed early last night too. Like 10 30. I laid down. You, know, so. you, were, you were drunk as fuck. I'm always drunk as fuck. So <laughs> I wasn't really that drunk yesterday, to be honest. It was oh, like really? a long day of a lot of drinking, and I just had a hard time pushing through the threshold. You know what I yeah. mean? You've no, been that there. Makes sense. Of course. Where you're like drunk the night before, and then you're at a tournament the next day, and you're like, can't really just get enough booze in you. Your body's like, I don't know what I need right now. You're like kind of forcing it. So. Yeah. But. Uh, well, okay. So anyway, uh, yeah, I'm taking a very similar list to the one that you're going to be taking to CanCon. The difference being, I'm going to have. Or, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, not to CanCon, to, Can Con. to, to, to Adepticon. Yeah. Or your goal, your goal is to have this ready for Adepticon. Yeah. Uh, so the the main difference being that I don't have a third unfettered fury. Or mm-hmm. yeah, I'm oh, sorry. I don't have rage? a third. I don't have a third insensate rage. I've got I've got two insensate rages. And then I'm going to go with 20 Bestigore. Two yeah. tens of Bestigore, rather. Um, but with Tyrants of Blood and Brass Despoilers, that leaves you with three artifacts. Now, one of them you have to take is the Skull Shard Mantle, which is the, the like, ignore, uh, ignore a spell spell on a two up. Which is terrific. Uh, I was going to put that on... Um, well, since I'm... Yeah, I'm probably going to put that on the the banner guy because he I want him to survive I don't want him to be able to get like sniped off I think I need him more than I need the or I think he like provides more buffs army wide than the slaughter priest does so mm-hmm. keeping keeping him alive longer is probably my goal also he's going to be a little bit more up in the thick of it so he might be a little bit more at risk of getting spell sniped yeah um and then the second item is going to be the crimson crown to go on the the unfettered fury to once per turn be able to just give out the the six inch pylon, mm-hmm. and so the last item I was toying with was either giving one of the bloodthirsters um, the I think it's called like the king of blades or something that lets him hit on twos against characters, yeah, or giving the banner guy the thermal rider so okay. he can keep up with the with the bloodthirsters, and the last option was aether quartz brooch because I'm starting with three command points. But this list is going to be super command point heavy. I'm going to be trying to probably run six every turn with several units of gore and probably with the Bloodthirsters and the Reapers of Vengeance command ability that lets them pile in six. Or, um, let's say demons fight twice. Time. Yeah, exactly. Demons fight twice. So, you, so you're going to be like bowling your pile in six, then demons fight twice, and stacking that with the chain, the chain, uh, the chain activation. activation. So yeah, you're going to be competing. I think that's awesome. Um, so since the new, like, Cities of Sigmar, I'm playing, this is the first tournament I've played in 
this will be your this upcoming one will be your first tournament since City of Sigmar. Yeah. So the new shooty armies came out, right? Yep. I doubt I anyone's going to have Bo- Bone Reapers struggles. on the table. Yeah. Next You're week right. for you. Hopefully. But what are you going to do if you run into I don't know uh, a cunning ruck? This cunning ruck is even better now. Yeah, it's, it's they can move way better than you, and they're going to shoot the fuck out of your bloodthirsters. Yep, that is a good question. I think my plan is scream uh, blood tithe, scream blood tithe, and <laughs> start start buying beer real early. All right, so we're kind of pressed for time because I have to get back down. To the, I have to get down to the gaming hall in a little bit. So what time um, are dice? Well, I got to be down at eight, and I left my iPad down there, so I'm like kind of nervous it got stolen. Oh, gotcha. So that would eh, not be good. That'd be whack because they can't get on it because it's a passport. So I don't know why you would steal that, but you know people do shit. Yeah. You can jailbreak stuff or sell it. Um, mm. But anyway, that's that's for our later segment in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, train of thought. What were we just talking about? Well, we, I was going to try and cap my, oh, cap oh, my oh. games. Oh yeah, sure. Um, um, but before you do that, I think the question of like what what does a melee army do against a shooting army is a good question. Still and melee because really, that's all they do. Right, there's, but there's two things. You either try to go first and alpha in, or you give them bait while, while zoning so they can't get to your important stuff, and then counterpunch. Those yeah. are your two options, really. So it's something to be discussed and viewed as we go along and see the more and more shooting in AOS, right? Something like, oh, mm-hmm. well, let's see how this changes the game, because for a while, people were not really shooting, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why don't you tell me about your games, dude? You told me briefly about games one and two, but I'd love to hear what else went on. And then we're going to get to a couple of listener questions because some folks got their questions in a little bit late, but we have time right now to get through a couple. So go ahead with your, uh, with your recaps first though. Okay. So round one, I played Simon. He's from Toronto. Totally cool dude. He was rocking a Skaven list. Oh, I'm sorry. eh? that sounds like a great game. No. So he wasn't that Canadian. Oh, yeah, he wasn't like talking like this the whole time, you know. Like I got this bull moose on my front lawn, and it's just jerking off. <laughs> and then I went to Tim Hortons, and there was another one I, in there, and I was like, "Where this bull? It must be the rut or something, because they're all crazy." And I chugged a, a maple syrup latte. Eh? I did drink a lot of Labatt Blues this week. <laughs> um, so, uh, so I played Simon, nice dude, cool. Had a uh, three blocks of forty clan rats, two uh, nine Gisales. Two oh, wow. warp lightning cannons. It was scorched earth. He had a vermin lord, the one that's like really hard to kill. Yeah. And Did he have he, uh, the the rerollable five up? Yeah, that's the the build he had. The one where it was like a four up five up rerollable four up rerollable five up and then a five up again. Yep. And then. Uh, we moved on. What else did he have? He had a, the guy with the rocket launcher. Yep, the bombardier. He had the bombardier. Oh and lord. He had, so I think that was with Nine Gisales, Bombardier, Berman, oh, and a Screaming Bell. So round, turn one, I let him go first because I'm like I'm was out of all running, of his. Was, sorry, was he running endless spells? I, I didn't. I don't think so because he didn't cast okay. any. Um, he okay, so he placed his null holes really bad because mm. um, we're playing the long way. He put two in my back corners, which allowed me to zone them out completely with a three model unit and a one model unit, which just made them completely like ineffective. Yeah, and then. Who cares that you know, the way I felt was like, all right, so what? I don't get to play with my one caster that much, and I don't get to play with like I'm not going to be able to res models as well. I didn't think I needed it, and so um, I kind of stayed at his range, and then I uh, 
uh, for round one, and then he shuffled. He snuck onto those scorched earth objectives. The second he didn't deploy on the the first two. He deployed all the way in the back. So he had his like back two, front two, and then I deployed a unit just beyond, like at my skirting my front two. So I claimed them in my round one. Yep. (coughs) I flew up. He shot and killed my um. He killed my my zombie dragon dragon. right away. I was like, cool, because then I moved everyone else up, and I screamed his whole army off, and then I fucking moved them up, and I charged, and I killed all those guys, and then I screamed, and it just, he, his screams were good, but his screams were real good, his, he, like, screamed, he screamed well, he just didn't scream well, he needed to, like, push his shit up, and, like, accept that he might get alpha'd, and I think he was afraid of that, and then I gave him first turn, and he was like, oh. Skaven have a tough time against Feck. I think in some matchups it's really good, but if you don't play it really perfectly, you're in trouble as yeah. a Skaven player. Like there's there's very little room for error on both sides, frankly. Yeah, but he like rolled it's, it's really of, hot for his warp it's lightning. Sort of like, like a, he rolled a, a game two. of a game of chicken. Oh yeah, that's that'll yeah, do. Yeah, he was he was doing good, but I just think that for target priority, because I'm not spread mm-hmm. out all over the board. Like th- this is interesting. Like. That deployment was really neg- like playing the long ways for him was super mm-hmm. disadvantaged for him because it allowed me to be way away from him when I needed to be, and, and then you then, could just use your speed to get then, up on. And then all his stuff was pushed together, so he couldn't spread out his his assets. So I could just take my whole army and push them in the same place instead yeah. of putting having to split my forces to do shit to one side of the board or the other. Yeah. So which is really interesting because in my next game. Against Jordan, he's a uh, he actually follows us on Twitter. He listens to the show. He's a really fucking cool dude. He was Canadian as shit. He said oh, sorry yeah? hey. a lot. He's like, I'm sorry, eight. You know, I was like, he doesn't have that accent so bad, but he's from Toronto. He's a really fucking cool guy. Um, he's the dude with the Achillean Queen on oh, Twitter. Nice, yeah, nice. and it, like you know the the video he posted of it isn't it's not painted. He painted it up, dude. He did like marble basing the marble. The, oh, like, painted all the awesome. marble. It looks really fucking sweet, dude. He has a really nice army. So, <laughs> hey, if you're listening, post that shit on Twitter. I want to see it. I Joe's mean, he, making me he, maybe excited he did. I just I haven't seen it on Twitter. So, ah, fair. Um, so played him. He had a deepkin. Obviously, hold he on, played, hold on. He brought an Akelian queen, and you're from Queens. I don't understand why the. Would Are you guys that. like, like long lost brothers? No, he's oh. way way probably better of a human being than I am. Um. He doesn't even drink coffee. It blows my mind. Um, interesting fact. Okay, so moving on. Uh, <laughs> he, We played uh, the tri- triangle deployment scenario with the four objectives, yeah. and it's the long ways again. And it was the uh, like the last game that long ways was an advantage to me, and this game was just, like felt like a, good, a pretty good dis- disadvantage. He totally won. Like I said to him afterwards, we were talking, I was like, I hate when people like you, you beat them, and then afterwards they're like, let me tell you how I lost to you instead of being like, no, you beat me, dude. Like I made mistakes or whatever, and so you're talking. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "This is." I was like, "This is hard because you're as fast as me, if not faster, and I can't really do anything. I got nowhere to go." So he's like, "Now was he wall. running? Was he running the typical like five drop eels and no, the mark? eleven drops? He had two units of six Morsar, one unit of three Morsar, two units of three Ishlin, uh, mm-hmm. three units of ten Thralls, a Tidecaster who flipped the tides, and a Kellyan King, Queen, and Queen. a Tidecaster." Do you think that if he um? Was to like make a rock and roll band based on his army. He could do like Achillean Rhapsody. 
because he has an Achillean Queen. I'm, I'm going to hit Alt F4 right now. I don't know what that does. It closes the program. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, what, it cancels what the cool podcast. Guy. So, my round one, I got all my secondaries. So, I got a full right. 35 points. Ooh, and then my round two, uh, I got six points because I got nothing. Right. So, I move on to round. Uh, like, once again, dude, Jordan was an awesome game and a great guy, super enthusiastic, and like, talk, told me a bunch about. Uh, Going up to Canada to go play at Capital City and like something me and you are both really interested in, and uh, heard a rumor that those guys have tables that aren't butted up against each other because the venue is so large. Do you mean like the way they were at uh, Failure GT? Yeah, like at every single table has its own little island, which oh, is delightful. My God. Yeah. That is uh, literally my hobby heaven. Yeah. So, um, after all that fun stuff, I moved on to my next opponent, who's a guy named Craig. He's from up here. He lives in Rochester. He has a cool little gaming group. Oh, nice. And um, he's playing Magikan. And, uh, you you like the matchup against Magikan, right? Typically? Yeah. All right. Let me describe this game. He had 20 Blight Kings, 5 Blight Kings, 5 Blight Kings. End of list. Yeah, uh, spume. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, so he was deep striking him. Yeah, so he had spume, and he had uh, the bell, the bell douchebag. Oh, the 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 great and clear with the bell. With the bell, yeah. So he's like, so they like, so he doesn't die, but um, <coughs> he uh doesn't also hurt anyone that bad either. So right. Um, and then he took. The Harbinger of Decay and the Lord of Blights. Oh, the Harbinger of Decay is so good with Blight Kings. Yeah. So, I thought he was going to put all 20 in the sea with Gut Rot, which would have been scary, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But he only put five. He, like, I gave him first turn. He charged. He got, like, his... He's like, I can run and charge. And I was like, I don't care, dude. Like, Because <laughs> Blight Kings don't hit hard enough to really kill my army. They hit. They hit decently hard if they're all buffed up. Well, they had Rend 1, and he charged a bunch in, but, like, I, where I was set up, I had, like, terrain preventing him from piling in good. Mm. You know? So. That was, short, I was smart on your behalf. So, he was just, like, kind of slow player. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. it's, we had 30 minutes left, and it was the end of round two. Damn. And, and he was ahead That's on. Not good. He was ahead on points, but I was going to win that game by four. Like, there right, was, right. Like, I was like. Five, five. I have this game, dude. Like, I forgot to move one unit. Like, it was all like, oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, yeah, do that. Oh, I forgot to do this. Oh, yeah, do that. I forgot to move a unit that would have took an objective. And he was like, well, that sucks. What? And I was like, oh, all right. And then when we got to his turn, I like, I doubled. So it went me, it went him, me, me, him. And then he goes, how much time do we have left at the beginning of his turn, too? And I was like, like, I like 55 minutes. And he just, Started going slow, dude. Like that's really checking all of his rules over again. I gotta check that again. And like, I was like, I was like, come on, dude. Like, so it was making me upset. And uh, so in my head, I'm like, if I don't win priority, I'm not gonna get a turn. And then I'm gonna, he's gonna argue with me that I lost the game because yeah. he's ahead of points, ahead on points at time, which pisses is good. Like, it's making me a little. I'm getting mad because I'm not. This I didn't lose this game at all. You know. Right. I'm not going to get slow played. But I ended up winning the priority. Okay. And then he was like, oh, we'll call it a game. I was like, yeah, it is. 
Like, I had that... <laughs> the only thing he had killed in my whole army, but that was just the Terrorgeist. And that's because I put the Terrorgeist right... I put him against the Great Unclean one, and I was like, fuck it, because that's going to distract the shit out of him. The rest of my army is good at killing Blight Kings. Yeah. So, yeah, you can scream them off real easy. Yeah, well, I had Horgast up. And I had Horgast up, and I had six Crypt Flares in base-to-base contact. And you don't have Grim Garland, do you? I do. So they so were at minus four. Bravery. Minus four. <laughs> he was at minus four bravery. And you didn't have the reduction from the, the flares yeah, being out. so it was dice over four. So I killed, <laughs> like, with screams, I killed, like, six Blight Kings in one turn. Wow. Because they're, like, five, five ones a pop, right? I think they're three, but no. they can get up to four with an ability. No. I don't know. But, so, yeah... <laughs> It was just a slog match, but like I, I can. Sounds like it sounds like it, it could have been a really bad play experience for you, and then it turned out to be totally fine. Well, it wasn't fine. He obviously slowed down. So when I turned the score sheet in, I said to the TO, I said, "Hey, I want to talk to you." Like, um, I said, "I've always tried to be more upfront about game experiences," and I was like, "I'm not going to say that my experience is indicative of his character, but I'm going to say maybe you should find out what everyone else's experience is like." Yeah, because we, we wouldn't have made it through turn three, and he would have yeah. used that against me in terms of trying to say that he beat me. Yeah, exactly. I would If he would have said I he won, I would have been like, I'm going to get a T.O., and then I would explain. He pumped the brakes super hard, slowed the game down, and yeah. if you look at this board, you, can you tell me that I lose? Right. The the game state is not at a place where you lose. Because like, he would be tied up in contact with like a little unit, right? Yeah. Oh, the best is putting my zombie dragon into his Blight Kings because he's like, all right, so exploding sixes. I was like, I have the Grip Feather Charm, dude. He's like, yeah. what do you mean? I was like, you don't get exploding sixes with the Grip Feather Charm. Because Blight Kings have the old wording where yeah. it's six, six plus, plus. Not, uh, not natural six. So, so, Hey, look at you Look at you knowing your rules and how they interact with other people's rules. I'm getting better at Warhammer. I know. It makes me really happy. So yesterday I had lunch with... Uh, Bill, Sousa, Roger uh, Baker. I think Roger's last name is Baker. Is Baker or Barker. Baker or Barker? Baker, uh, Barker. I hardly even know her. Yeah, I can't remember. Wow, I feel bad now. I know Roger for a long time. So me, Raj, uh, Bill, and Mike Vaginos, we all had Indian food in my room. And I kept, like, Bill, like, is so anti being on a podcast. So I kept telling him, like, well, the mic's on, bud. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> all sitting on my desk and shit. So... Um, really exciting to hang out with them and like talk and they've both been like dude you've come a long way playing Warhammer since we first met you like yeah you unseated their champion yeah oh and um, Sam's here too but he, he had some family stuff but he's stuff. not playing he's not oh. playing he has some family stuff to take care of like, some family... okay? Uh he's alright the family he has like lives over here okay so for him to come down from Boston and shit to hit here and there he said it was awesome so that's, so that's really cool so we were drinking beers last night and then uh, Ryan Dean's here. Uh, he's Is that the one that's dude. playing? That's playing with uh, Sam's with army. Sam's army. Oh, so funny story. Before I go and get some some food and coffee in me and get down to the gaming hall, Ryan's list has Scarbrand and a Bloodthirster, and then it's Brass to Spoilers. So it's a little bit yeah. similar to when I was thinking about. He's taking a lot of Centigore and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he played a guy with four Bloodthirsters, Scarbrand and a Wrath of Corn. Or, no, a Fury Thirster and two. Boom, so they had fucking six bloodthirsters on the table. Hell Scarbrand yeah. killed Scarbrand. 
Like, and then Scarbrand, because he died, killed Scarbrand, and then chain activated to another guy who's killed another Bloodthirster. <laughs> they had, they all had six, because they all had six blood type points at the same time. Because so they were getting to fight, even if they get killed. Yeah. So he's that's hilarious. It, it looked like an awesome game. So dang. So, um, you think we can get back at it later tonight? Or are you busy? Uh, I mean, I'm an hour behind you, aren't you? Dri- are you driving home tonight? No, dude, I'm driving home tomorrow. Smart. Uh, pencil me in for a hard maybe. All right, you got stuff to do with Margo? I mean, she just got home from two and a half or two weeks on the road, so I haven't really spent a lot of time with her. But okay. um, yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, do you want to try to hit the three listener questions we have left? Yeah, let's do those real quick. All right. Uh, again, if you want to get in touch with the podcast, you can in a number of ways. You can reach us at of Sigmar Podcast on Twitter. You can also email us at our Gmail, which is Rage of Sigmar Podcast at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Big Jables, and you can find Joe at a hymn of serpents. That's A H Y M N of Serpents on Twitter. So question comes from Yeeter of Secrets, <laughs> the boy Slanice. He said, What's the music you have fucked the most to? What's the best music to fuck to? And what's the best non soundtrack music to Warham to? Okay, um, I think I'd answer this in our, we have a group chat, but I guess I'll just publicly, uh, I have never really banged to a lot of different music, uh, definitely to a lot of movies, you know, I was Netflix and chilling before Netflix existed. Did Um, you have, did you have a go-to sexy time movie? Yes, a Phantom Menace. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's working, it's working. (laughs) (laughs) I never made it that far. Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, one time I had an experience with two brand new records. Uh, So, so it was brand new's pop punk. uh, What the fuck's the name of that album? Their first album that had like thirty six and seven on it and shit. So it was like all super like. You know, angsty pop punk music, and then yep. uh, my ex girlfriend's uh, record changed, and like she had like a disc, like a big CD player, and I switched to mm-hmm. um, the Devil and God Arranging Inside of Me, which is like a super depressing morose album. <laughs> so he's like, it's the same band and shit, but it was just like it totally changed the mood. I was like, yeah, yeah. you yeah. had to like change change up your pace. And went from lyrics like, "Is that what you call a getaway?" to what you got away with, you know, like typical pop punk lyrics to like a song's about being in love with a woman who has a drunk boyfriend who kills her in a fucking DWI and shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, no. Yeah, so I was like, that was a total mood changer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so much more erect. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't do it for me as well as I thought it would. But anyway. Yeah, uh, I think the best I've ever chosen was uh, Motivation by Kelly Rowland. It's a pretty good one. Um, what do you think is the best non-soundtrack music to Warhammer 2? I like Three Inches of Blood. Mm. They're like a band where the guy has like a really high falsetto, but he just thinks about like killing orcs and shit. Oh, nice. <coughs> I think I think mine is just the uh, the South Park Game of Thrones song on repeat. Wiener, 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 wiener. Right. Oh, uh, but honorable mention goes to um, Gil Scott Heron. The revolution will not be televised. That's a real. That's a real like <laughs> battle cry. I ever tell you, I ever tell you about when? Uh, Game of Thrones are super popular, right? Everyone knows yeah. that. And uh, when Age of Sigmar dropped, 
I was like super oh. <laughs> upset about it. And Seth, Seth uh, from Game Castle was standing at my table going, Sigmar, buy some Sigmar, buy some Sigmar, buy some Sigmar, spend some money. <laughs> like all sorts of shit. Because <laughs> they bought so many box sets and it was not moving. Yeah. It was really funny. He just started to annoy his customers into buying shit. I mean, that's pretty much his MO. Shout out to Seth. Uh, All right, next question is from Austin Fletcher at AJ Fletcher on Twitter. I need to know your thoughts on hashtag Shelv Slanesh. What do you think, Joe? Should it be banned? Should people just leave it on the table? I think people, I think, I don't think, it's it's, it's a super tough question, right? Because I'm kind of in that boat. uh, I was in that boat, but only for like two months. uh, Mm -hmm. Like that Will's in right now, right? That's a nice thing. Because it's like, this is your, you love this army, you want to work on it, boom, the book comes out. It's so, everyone's like, oh no, it's so broken, it's horrible. And like, oh no, this is a negative experience. You, you feel bad about it. But right. also, once you've done it, once you've gone out and done it, and you go and do it again. It's not as bad. What? No, it's like, it's- now you're now you're being a dick. Like oh, once you like, take yeah. that, that list and you make someone have a bad time with it, and you still think it's cool to go do that to other people, that's kind of a shitty move, dude. Change your list, pump the brakes. You don't need all those things. If if you're just want to go win tournaments, if that's what you want to do, bro. Like that's do you. You're I'm not playing you. I might play you round one. Maybe I'll play you round two, but I'm not gonna play you at the end of the tournament because you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, it's, so it's I'm only gonna go down the, to the gaming hall t- right now and like just be paired against Lanesh and be like, "Fuck!" Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so that's a, a good plan. I honestly think um, we're probably gonna see a fix for that in the December or January FAQ. I'm really hopeful we'll see some points changes or some I hope it's mechanics changes. Fucking CanCon. Yeah, that would be good. That'd yeah. be real. Uh, all right. Next question comes from BWG Jared Cannonball Nyman. Nyman. He says, yo, we were drunk as fuck. Next question comes from Mr. <laughs> Mephisto on Twitter. He says, is death the best Grand Alliance or is it the best Grand Alliance? Um, I would I, say... Actually, I would say it's like maybe top four. Maybe. I would, yeah, it's definitely within the top four Grand Alliances. Also... I say definitely. I would say maybe. Although Bone Reapers might put it in the top four. Yeah, I just, I just feel like... And like eighth or whatever, back in the day, chaos was like the poster child, and mm-hmm. now it's death. Like, so GW is just like, oh, you know, death got all those sweet new models and books and shit. Oh, shit. You know what? We need another death army. Let's do another one. <laughs> Dude, they've another got like, one. they've got literally two. Thanks, DJ Caleb. They've gotten literally two armies in Age of Sigmar. So I don't think they're like. Another one. They're not getting nearly as many releases as everybody else. <laughs> Another one. So I wouldn't say they're the poster child. Yo, I haven't edited the episode, but the other night when I was drunk, was I using my rap horn a lot? While I- yes. Yeah. <laughs> You're using your air horn a lot. And <coughs> rap horn and the wow. <coughs> wow. 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 All right. Next question. Almost done. Comes from Dan at Dan Unsupervised on Twitter. It's the oh, boy. I love Dan. I love yep. Dan. Dan, uh, are you still crowdsourcing your laptop, dude? Yeah, shout out to uh, Rob Simes, who's going to need another heart surgery so that Dan can get a new computer. Yep. Uh, all right, so he asked, what's the best way to punish dice for rolling poorly? I was thinking maybe freeze one in liquid nitrogen and smash it in front of the others as a lesson. So I've actually, I've actually punished my dice in front of the other dice before. 
I um I like after rolling poorly, I took them up and lined them up on the street, and I took one and I threw it into oncoming traffic on a freeway. That's dangerous. You could really... I, I realized that in hindsight. <laughs> I was like, oh no! <laughs> it was okay. It was like a, it was a twelve mil. It wasn't uh, one of those sixteen mil. So um, the, it was a Vegas. Funny... It was the, the twenty five mil Vegas laser cut dice. Oh, um, <laughs> for me, <laughs> I like to boof them. You like to boof them? Yeah, like stick them up my asshole. Right. No, I know what that means. <laughs> 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 but I don't know. If that's really a punishment or not, but. Yeah, it's more more like punishing yourself for having the dice. Uh, so that's all we got from listener questions. But if really, you dad me- dad left a question. He did. Yeah, dad left a question. He said, "Why am I freezing my ass?" He always asks these weird existential questions. <laughs> Where did he ask that? I saw on Twitter. It on Twitter, yeah. I don't see it. Oh wow. Oh, but we actually. Oh, I, I there's a yeah. I see it now. I, Why am I, I freezing my ass off in I, soda? I just got, we got an email. email. I, ju- I just got an email. I'm up for player's choice at the boys. Nice. Congratulations. So I got to put it up. Uh, I'm not going to win that. There's some really fucking beautiful armies down there. But just to get the nom is cool. Definitely. And it, it helps your tournament score. Um, <clears throat> right. He said, why am I freezing my ass off in Minnesota talking about attending PACA and NASHCON when I have not played a game of AOS since ACON? Uh, because you are addicted to both people and alcohol. And you can only see us at tournaments. Yeah, and that, and you're just resisting AOS because you you're being a grumpy old man. Stop being a grumpy yeah. old man. Have some yeah. fucking fun, you old bastard. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna be grumpy, go hang out with Colonel and play board games. Otherwise, come join the fun. Yeah, go play Ninth Age, you tool bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, you know, he, he is playing um, Ninth Age with with uh, Derek. That makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Last question from uh, Justin Rusk. What would your what would your army's theme song entrance music be? Oh, actually, the name of my my army is A Shrine to Madness, and that's a Black Dahlia murder song, so that would be the song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, my Stormcast, their theme song would be Ride the Lightning. Oh, yeah. And um, my Beastmen slash Corn would be Run for the Hills. Oh, that's a good one. That's not a good one. That song's about like Native American people getting subjugated by white men. Do you really want to be the white men in that situation? Because <laughs> you're not the Native Americans with them. It's a bad song, Jacob. My my beastmen in corn would be uh, ebony and ivory. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh no, that's my skaven because they're painted black and white. My corn army would be freak on a leash by corn. I'm just saying. That would be awful. I would actually. I hate that band so much. I hate myself I, for saying it. I don't know that song. It, it, honestly, I think you, what you could do is you could do like an all um, for forty k. You do like a Speed Freaks army, and it would give everyone red hats, and they could come into Roland. <laughs> uh, okay, and my uh, my Skaven's entry list or like entry music would be. Oh, it's um, Rats by Ghost. I don't know that song. Oh, it's good. I was though. thinking it's like rats, rats. I know it's about. I know it's about. Rats, but what's about the crawling in my skin, Limp Biscuit song. Or uh, um. Oh, that Limp... guy's dead. Is he? Re- is he really? The guy from Lincoln Park killed himself. Yeah. Oh, that's right. What's the name of that song? Crawling in my crawling skin. In my... It's yeah. the, the name of the song is Crawling. <laughs> oh, nice. That's yeah. that's them because they crawl and scuttle and sneak around. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. My Deepkins would be. Well, there was a Death Clock album. 
they made on the show. No, 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 no. Your, your deep kin would be uh, Waterfalls by TLC. No, no, no. <laughs> Come on, dude. This is perfect because Death Clock put an album for, out for Fish. It's only for Fish to listen to. Okay. Yeah. Is that like the Wu-Tang album that only uh, Martin, what's his butt, could listen yeah. to? True Kelly. Yeah, there we go. All right, I got to go. I love you. All right, man. We right. are out. Yeah, and we are out. Later. Come on. For the fifth time today. Yep. It's Sunday night, and I really want to talk about what just happened. So, Joe, let's get right into it. The Tennessee Titans were able to overcome the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the were the primitive favorites. How did that play out for you guys out in New York? I didn't even know football was on today, and it's Sunday, and it's not, and it's football season. I didn't even realize. I was at a bar. <laughs> I was at a bar watching football. Um, with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, tell me about your, about your games, man. All right. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, woke up this morning, felt pretty good. Uh, got a nice breakfast, had some poached eggs. Uh, rocked out to my table at the start of the round. I was playing a guy named uh, Ignatius. Um, oh, he goes That's by Nate. Tiny. He goes by Nate. Uh, his brother was also there. Um, they're both from like the Corning area. His brother Anthony. Uh, they're both really cool guys. His brother looks a lot like Remy Mal- Malik, the guy from Mr. Robot who played uh, oh, yeah, Buddy played. Mercury. Yep. Yeah. So I told him that when I was super drunk on Friday night, and he was like, "People tell me that all the time, dude." I'm like, "Yeah, it's really. You're. It's pretty striking how much he looks like him." Uh, needless to say, I. Uh, I would have slept with him. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so also Robbie Malik. Yeah. So after uh, Rock of the Table, he's playing like a pretty interesting Legions of Nagash list. Um, was it Legion of Blood or Legions of Nagash? I think it was Blood. I'm sorry, yeah, it's Blood. It's uh, so he had like a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon with the Ethereal Amulet. So it's like a yep. three up unrendable. It's really good. Tough yep. to kill. Um. So instead of killing that, I just killed And her. super fighty. Well, yeah. what else did he have with the army? Uh, 20, or say two, a unit of 10 blood knights, a unit of 10 blood knights, a unit of 5 blood knights. Um, Shit. That's, yeah. that's punchy. And, and uh, they're fast, too. Don't they yeah. auto-charge 6? They do, they do some cool stuff. Uh, those are black knights, I thought, auto-charge 6. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Um, so blood knights, and then he had 40 chain rafts. And he had two units of five dogs, and he had a, his general was like a dude on a nightmare, a vampire. On a nice. Nightmare. So he deployed all of his grave sites and on his side of the table. Oh, uh, that's a mistake. So I was like, uh, "That's going to be easy to zone out." And he only had two character. He only had one his one general right, and the general was like in the middle of the board. We're playing Star Strike, so 
we kind of played it a little wrong, but we like worked it out so that it worked right. So we did the back objective and my objective came down in turn two. And then the, the other one just comes down in the center on turn three, right? Is that what it is? Yeah, but yours are supposed to come down in each of your respective hero phases. Okay. So anyway, we just kind of did it at a different time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so we, he, this shit drops out, drop, drops down. Uh, it lands like in a good spot for him. He's got 40 training rests, 10 blood knights and his general. And it lands like right in the middle of that. Oh shit. And, uh, so mine lands and all the way to my right, which is like, kind of like, it's kind of far for him, and I just put six bats on it, and I threw my Terror Geist up one flank, I threw my Zombie Dragon up the other, and they mm-hmm. both kind of wreck face. So Terror Geist deletes a unit of Blood Knights, and uh, the Zombie Dragon deletes a unit of uh, Blood Light Knights. And then wow. he starts, he goes after my like, Chaff unit of bats with his big scary guy, which I think was a mistake. He should have yeah. jammed them down my throat. Um, so here I am, middle objective comes down, I'm in a good spot to take it, but he's got all those chain rasps and all those blood knights, and he just sent them after my terror guys on his right, leaving, mm-hmm. leaving his general alone. So I summoned back six bat, uh, three bats with my one point and charged nine bats into his general, killed his general. So he's not bringing yep. any more stuff back. Nope. Um, and then I, I scored all three objectives in one turn. I was ahead, and I just tied up everything else, and I ground everything else out. And nice. In the end... Uh, I only got one of my... I got Onslaught for my secondary. The other secondary was Slay, and I, I don't know why I played Slay wrong. <laughs> I, <just didn't> really <laughs> so I just got killed by a unit instead of just a character. I should have... Oh, okay. so, not Slay, Sacrifice. Excuse me, Sacrifice. So got I, killed, I killed him. I threw my guy into a spot where if I could have just kind of zoned it a little better, I think. Maybe, maybe and, not, or did it earlier. Guy- and yeah. just, like, let his zombie dragon kill my zombie dragon, and I would have got the point for it. But, um, uh, in the overall... So, major, major win. Major win, one, one, one secondary. Cool. So, I'm going into round five now. And you were three and one at that point. I'm at three and one. One, uh, three major victories, uh, two secondaries, one, one secondary, one, and no secondaries, the other. Okay. Okay, so I go on to round five. I'm playing a guy named Carl, who is from uh, Toronto area. So it's my third Canadian of the weekend. So I played three Canadians. So it's like pretty much going to a Canadian tournament. Um, Yeah, so that counts for your your Rage of Sigmar World. World, Yeah, it checks the box in the World world Tour thing, right? Yep. So I move on to playing Carl. We're playing a better part of Valor. This is a tough scenario for him. And I'm like thinking. What was he, at his, is he running? Okay, so he's running Skaven. He's got 20 clan rats, 40 clan rats, 40 clan rats, 40 plague monks, a screaming bell, nine Gisales, and Vanquil. and a doom, the doom rocketeer guy. So why do you think this is a hard scenario for him? Because I have so much ability to stay away from him, so he can't shoot me right away. Okay. So okay. I, what I do is I skirt the back of the objectives on my side, so I'm as far away from him as possible, and I give him first turn, and he's like. Oh, yeah, I knew you were going to do that. So he's like, well, I'm not going to move. So he doesn't move. I'm like, cool. It's my turn. I'm like, well, I'm not going to move either, bud. <laughs> right. So I just, I cast some magic. I castle up. I maybe, I don't really even move anyone around a lot. Mm-hmm. I kind of maybe, sh- I think I shifted my zombie dragon and my terror guys, like only like three or four inches to- further, closer to him. Right. right? 
<clears throat> I summon my nine crypt flares and my my Vargolf on his flank closest to me. It's his weaker flank. Thankful's over there and one unit of forty clan rats. Okay. Thankful's kind of far away and he's behind the clan rats. So I charge. <clears throat> I charge my uh, crypt horrors mm-hmm. and into that unit. I can't get my Vargolf into. It's just I don't have enough space to yeah. do both. So I was like, whatever. I need a nine inch charge. This is gamble. It's what happens. They make it. They there kill a bunch of clan rats. He's not wholly within on his um, on his bell to to uh, to keep to, them battle shock immune. Right, yeah, so he has to spend a command point. Boom, burns his command point. It's gone. Right. Yep. Yep. Next turn, my turn. I'm not going to move, dude. I'm just going to do. I I cast some spells. I get. I put my buffs back up because I I oh, excuse me. I roll priority. I win. I get a double. Got so it. I'm like I'm taking the double. So that's huge. Yeah, that's huge, right? I punch the shit out of the clan rats. I end up killing them. I end up taking the objective. Thankful kills like two of my crypt flare, my crypt horrors. I still mm-hmm. have two models on the objective because of the Vargolf. Yep. So I take the objective. I burn it right away. Now he has to move. He's got to come at you. He's got to come at me, right? So, but he's too far back to get to he's you. He's pretty far back, so he moves. Cool. Um, I roll priority. I win. I give it to him. So now it's turn. It's the end of turn three. Yeah. He moves. He starts. He's finally coming at me. Yeah. But it's, he's pretty far away. So I start to shimmy my shit up. So I move my zombie dragon up to kind of push some pressure and think maybe he'll come after me. So right. he like has to, he teleports his Gisales. They take some shots. They just can't. They can't do enough to the zombie dragon. I'm at minus one to hit. He's spending command points. Yada yada yada. Boom. We're going into turn four. I'm like, I've got this game, dude. It's turn four. Yep. So as soon as he, I let him have the turn, or he won it and took the. No, I let him have the turn again, and then I was like, he does his turn, he comes close, and I'm like, looking, I'm like, oh yeah, he's definitely can't even get on the objectives. So we get to my turn four, and I go, hey Carl, dude, I'm going to burn all three of those objectives and win the game. Yep. Because I'm going to score thirteen, and you can't score more than ten. Thirteen? Does that mean he gets a vermin lord? No. Um, <laughs> I, get it, a, it... I get a vermin lord. Did you get just Rick pops up out of nowhere? Yeah, but I channeled my full Bruce Hammer 13 uh, <laughs> club capabilities. And so that was super tight to play a game. It was like an unengaging game for both of us because we did a lot of not moving, but it was the right moves. Right. Um, but he had to push. He, like, when he deployed his Giselles, they were behind, behind two screens of clan rats. He should have put his Giselles in the line because then I would have had to come right after the Giselles. Yeah, so that's what I often do with my Warp Lightning Cannon is use it as bait yeah. to force you to, to commit, like overcommit resources that you it's don't want. It's not even really bait. It's like you're pushing, all right, so you're pushing the initiative. Like, okay, now I have to take care of that now. And it's right. not just bait. It's like if I don't take care of that, that's going to slowly take everything out of my army. Was he, did he use his, his knot holes very well? Uh, no, he kind of did a similar thing to Simon. Um, Where he did one in his backfield and two in yours? He did two in his field. So that was kind of cool so he could shift from one point <clears throat> to the other with stuff. Yeah. But he put the one in my backfield, and all I had to do was leave three Crypt Flares on it. I tend to find that it's good to have one in your own deployment zone where you want to have power and you want to have your casters. One in your opponent's deployment zone so you force them to, to commit resources to staying back there, and if they don't, you get some mobility. And one in the neutral zone so that if your opponent gives you first turn, you can send you can stuff up. You can hop up pretty quick. Yeah, exactly. that's, all, that's a good idea. So, um, so he burns it. So I said, I'm like, I'm not going to get one of my secondaries. He's not going to get his. I said, what are yours? 
he's like, oh, it's Slay. And I'm like, well, mine's Slay. I know I said Slay in the last one was Sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we both had to go after each other's most expensive unit. So I said, let's have a duel. Nice. We had a duel, and Thankful killed my zombie dragon in the end. Well, Thankful didn't kill him in the end. Um, the Giselles did because he won a priority. Yep. So we we like just did the comments like you want to what can what can you actually do I can do this I can do that okay I can do that I can do this boom boom we rolled it out okay yeah you killed him so um, I know that might be a co- considered collusion but oh nice dude so yeah. you disqualified no 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 um, did that stop you from getting like best death or something no what did was them putting the wrong paint score for me really yeah so we got to the guy who won best death went three and two and I was like there's something wrong there yeah. So I went and I, I said, I looked at war score. And I was like, why is my paint score only a 16? Joe Urban's a 16. I have a display board. And Joe's armies, I'm not shitting on Joe at all, but you know how Joe paints. Sounds like you just said Joe's awful at painting. Yeah, fuck a, you. All right. An unfinished oil painting. Yeah. Anyway, so, but you know how Joe likes to paint for like an event. He'll be like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to paint these in two days and then get them done for an event. Yeah. So it's like a Xenophilled army. It looks good, but he has no display board. He's got, you know I mean? He's. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just banging an army out like he always does, which is like kind of like Joe's MO. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a frustrating because he's such a great artist, right? And he could totally be winning paint awards, I think, I mean, if he put his time have you in. Seen, have you seen his Malifaux stuff where he like actually put the time in? I uh, actually haven't. Oh, it's real pretty. But I've seen a couple of um, a couple of his corn models when he was thinking about doing corn as like a good painted army. Hmm. And they look fucking incredible. And, I buy uh, it. He's a real good painter. Yeah. So... I went to the judge, and I was like, hey, bud, like, I don't want to bitch. I don't want to complain. I'm not throwing a Brody. But I think my paint score is wrong because I got – I was on the top ten. Like, my army got picked for – we're going to put them out for player's choice. Like, mm-hmm. these are the top field armies of the tournament. And I'm like, how come I'm getting the same points in paint score as Joe? So instead of giving me 26 points, they gave me uh, 16. Uh. And then that put me in uh, best death in ninth place. So, but they had already given the award to somebody else and he left. So, um, what was his name? Let's, let's see if he'll mail you the, the plaque. I don't, I don't know his name. He was from Canada. He, Art Garfunkel, please send Joe Pagano. No, I'll, look, I'll just look it up right now on war score, but, uh, it's not, it's not his fault either. Like, no, but I actually, I think he actually has the worst experience out of everyone for this. Cause like, it's frustrating for me and all, but also he's going to have shit taken away. Yeah, or it's going to feel hollow. So they still haven't updated my score, even though Gary said he did. Uh, and his name Gary is Kev- Kevin Lemieux. Listen here, Kevin. You should definitely keep the plaque because they gave it to you. Run away. Get out of the country. Yeah, he totally did. So <laughs> Kevin Lemieux. Um, seems Hardy was a really nice guy. I heard some people gave him, like, so, I think Sean gave him the best game vote. And he oh, was, nice. Yeah, like. Totally deserving of an, of an award, but like I beat him by one point, dude. Like, but but not the one that he took from you. Yeah, I mean, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> it's not his fault. I'm it's not his fault, and like, I just wanted to finally take home some kit from an event because I've been going to tournaments for so and, long. And you did, right? They gave you a box of something. They gave me a box of um, Bone Daddies, and I just which ones? I, the 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 skate uh, the Tyranid ones. Oh, those are cool, dude. Yeah, really cool I just gave him the Joe Urban because he just bought a ton of Bone Reaper stuff, and I don't plan on playing them. So, do you think he needs more? I heard he he, he bought only he bought mainly infantry and, and harvesters and shit. Gotcha. So he doesn't have like a lot of the big guys. So I was like, here, dude, you could have them. 
Yeah, that's nice. I wanted to hang up the plaque in front of my desk, and every time Lindsay goes, you want to go to another tournament? I'd be like, yeah, look at that. Look what I do with those. <laughs> um, but it was it was super, on the overall, as someone who's never, like, even placed, like, that, this is, like, my highest placing at uh, another That's event. not true. You took, you took ninth at QCR, and QCR was bigger than this. Yeah, hang on. Let me be honest about that. We make that joke a lot, but remember, we, I played the Hobby Hero, and they I fucked know. that up. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> I did not play any of the top-tier lists at QCR <laughs> that year. I did get eighth at Alamo, fair and square, but it, it wasn't this many people. Nah. But, like, to get a best in faction, I haven't done that since I went to LVO and won all the factions that people weren't even playing at it. <laughs> so, and, um, so on the overall, dude, the boys is great. This is a good tournament. Um, would I come here again in my car? Maybe if you flew to Kennedy and we made a big deal out of the road trip. Um, yeah. But a flight from LaGuardia uh, or Kennedy to here is 110 bucks round trip. So And it's like, what, 45 minutes? It's a, an hour and 10-minute flight while we're here. It's a five-and-a-half-hour drive. Um, yeah. What else went on? Uh, honorable mentions, Mike V got best chaos. Wow, good for him. Uh, what was yeah. he playing? Skaven? Skaven. Uh, James O'Brien got best general. Uh, good for him. Yeah. Uh, who else was out there that uh, got... Who got best order? Oh, best order was the dude who beat me with his uh, his Ideneth. Oh, nice. Gordon. Yeah, what a cool fucking dude. So, um, did you give him your best game? Did I give him my best game? I gave him my second best game. Gotcha. Who got your yeah. best game? Um, I so this is weird, but you can't. It, the boys, you only vote on your best opponent. Those are your first four games. There's no sports huh. award. Okay. So, but um, so that went to uh, Nate. Gotcha. Ignatius. So. Ignatius. Yeah. Um, the abductors. Because he was just he was just really cool about it, and like he was having a good time, and I was like kind of busting his balls a little bit, and like yeah. Um, and who won? Then, who won best sports? There was no best sports. And you think you would go back to this tournament? Oh, sports factored in for overall and for all placement. So yeah, it would. But there wasn't a best sports award because there was no. Sellout. You're a fucking sellout. Well, there's. I guess we bang the drum. We bang the drum on sports all day, and then you go to an event where they don't have best sports. Literally, there hasn't been a single fucking event that we've gone to with best sports besides Adepticon. And, the, and you know who the worst sport at it is? The guy running it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. No, nah, dude, vote with your dollars. Don't go. I'm going to totally go again. I really enjoyed it. Got to defend your ninth place finish. Yeah. Best death twice in a row. Um, Marty won best paint. Uh, Martin Orlando. Never heard of her. Yeah. Uh, Who won player's he, choice? Uh, Mike DeChico. Is that the corn guy? Yeah, totally deserved That's it. That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. Um, Marty won best paint and was, like, really graceful about it. Um and then who else was there up there that did some cool – it was a lot of cool – it was totally tight to see, like, a lot of my boys up top. Joe Urban yeah. went 4-1, and one, uh, and I beat him for best death by one point. That's wild. And That's so cool. With Nighthaunt, with Nighthaunt and 60 hex rates. 
Like, <laughs> what? What the fuck, dude? Joe's so good at Warhammer. It's amazing. Of Everyone... course, it's sixty. <laughs> he had sixty X rays. <laughs> yeah, sixty X rays. Three characters that can re- to teleport and Rikinor and like. Totally fucked everyone over the tournament. No one knew what it did. They were like, what is that? And he's just like, I'm Joe Urban. Look at me. <laughs> like, he beat Sergio. Like, like That's wild. Yeah, what did Sergio awesome. say about the game? Sergio was like, yo. <laughs> no, <laughs> their, game, their game was super tight. I watched the end of it, and it was like, it came down to the wire. That's good. But, you know, Sergio's a good player. That's good to hear. You know how Joe is with shit. No, like, he'll, he'll play shit you never even heard of and, like, just, like, Trunks you, and you'll be like, "What?" The I hundred percent forgot hex rates were even in the Nighthawk book until you just said he was. He played them. <laughs> I forgot that. I thought they got legended. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, um, I would say overall, this was a great experience, and I would love to do Who it again. Who got best destruction? Do you remember? Oh, best Desto. Oh, it was. Um, oh, I don't know. I want to say it was Roger Barker, but I don't think it was. Hmm. I'm actually checking on my phone right now. Um, yeah, I wonder what kind of list they took. Anthony, what best order was Anthony, the dude who I played's brother, the guy who looks like Rami. Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Roger Barker got best destruction with uh, Big Wa. Yeah, I think he was running Big Wa. Yeah, uh, and what's the name of the guy that won overall? Oh, Caleb. He's a, I think he's a local guy. Caleb Water Walters. Oh, uh, yeah, Scooter's brother. Yeah? Big dude. Yeah, real tall. Redhead, right? Yeah, yeah. he's playing... He's, um, he's a super sweet dude. Oh, he was really nice, dude. So I was rooting for him because if he didn't win, I wouldn't have been able to get best death. Right, because he was uh, playing back. Yeah, but he was he had uh, five terror guys since list, and he was running Gristlebore. Oh, he's, so. running, he's running Gristlebore, yeah. Uh, wait, is that... I never remember which one is Scooter and which one is... The other brother, because there's they're they're either twins or they just look a ton of like. But, his brother um, wasn't here because they said that he, they said during awards the only reason he won was because his brother was here wasn't here getting him drunk. Okay, yeah, I think his brother is Scooter, okay. who who we whooped on at ATC. He's the guy who's always yelling "piggy piggy piggy." He's a real sweetheart, but he's a monster. <laughs> so <coughs> it was a great time to hang out with Jared. And uh, and Sean, and oh yeah, all the VA guys, especially James and Sergio, and um, yep, everyone except Garrett. Um, and uh, nope. yeah, exactly. Um, well, sweet man. So and, on yeah, a, who, rate this rate this tournament for me. I think it's definitely an auto include for me. It's an easy trip, and it's a good mm-hmm. tournament, and it's a good size, and you get to mix it up with a lot of Canadians. Which yeah, is totally that's a good cool, point. You don't normally see, I don't normally see those guys ever. They make um, it out to Adepticon, but that's sort of it as far as U.S. tournaments. That they, like, pl- routinely make it to. I had to plug the podcast, and I was like, hey, I'm Joe. I'm from Radio Sigmar Podcast. Um, we're not Face Hammer. We don't talk about <laughs> tactics and shit. Um, and then and, you come on here and do, like, full game reviews because you're winning games. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I'm like uh, what did I say? Uh, if you play us, we'll probably talk shit about you. Um, Shout out to Rob. Yeah, we make we make fun of everybody, and uh, <laughs> we're known for starting international beefs with people. That's it. <laughs> but like, nice. you, you know, it has a couple laughs and shit. It's hard to kind of get up there and talk about the podcast. Like, I, this is the most awkward I ever felt about 
promoting the podcast because people out that I didn't know recognized me. It wasn't like, hey, I'm just like starting up this podcast. Like people are starting to be like, oh, you're the dude from Rich Sigmar. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's weird. I didn't know you would know me. <laughs> so um, I would say that my, my high points of the weekend were definitely playing. I played against Jordan's army was definitely the most beautiful army I played against. And it was it's just a spectacular Deepkin army. It does everything right. Um, and where he like put in the extra effort. I hope he's still painting his bases because the his his Achillean Queen models, the base looks so fucking primo. And the rest of the bases aren't at that level. Right. And I'm like, oh, if he so just went like that, oh, man, it would look so sexy. He's he's a really good painter. He's a really cool dude. And he does, he does like, um, you know, like they have big companies like Blizzard and shit have like the mm-hmm. people that they pay to cosplay for them at their events. Yeah, he makes those cosplays. His company. That's so. It's cool. so fucking cool. The shit. Do you he know made. the name of his company? We should. No, plug him. he showed me a bunch of really fucking cool stuff they did. I mean, God, like, I, that's not even cosplaying. Well, that's like fucking movie effects. You know. Yeah, so. I would love to to like if I know somebody who runs one of those companies, like buy shit from them and support them. Because yeah, I don't. I think they it would were, be fun they, to cosplay like as my corn to show up to a tournament in my corn gear. But also, he's the thing is, is like that company is like a cor- they like do corporate shit, so their cosplays are like probably like one hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Like, oh shit! Yeah, that's a good yeah. point. He's but not like doing you. he's not doing it out of his garage. He's doing it at his company, who have like a fucking studio. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Know? So um, I'm gonna Wait, wrap this up because man. I'm trying to hang out with Joe Urban a little bit more tonight. Uh, I'm gonna hit the hot tub right now. I want to say thanks for skyping in and doing coverage with me on this, dude. Really appreciate yeah. you spending the time and doing this and, you know, work on the podcast a lot. And I want to say thanks to everyone who came up to uh, me at this tournament and talked to me and uh, listens to the show. I want a big shout out to those guys. I really want to give a shout out to guys like Gary, because Gary's been running the boys since six Ed Warmer fantasy battles. And like, Damn, dude. to put the time in to put on a good show and uh, to like, just keep doing it, you know? And that's awesome because a lot of the good tournaments that we loved from 8th Ed crapped the fuck out. Yep. And maybe if those guys didn't give up, you know, it wouldn't have been such a hard thing when, you know, 8th Ed went away. When 8th Ed ended, yep. Yeah, like Mike Hengel. Anyway. Um, uh, Joe, I have a question for you before you go because you're, you're thanking a lot of people. Are you dying? Joe? Hello? You win. I can hear your chair. Jacob's not with me. Uh, it's been a week since the boys GT, and Jacob's at a tournament in uh, Georgia right now. But I have with me a very special guest, Darren James Watson. Yeah, hey, Darren. You said, it, you said it correctly. It is. That's right. It's Darren James Watson. <laughs> Happy days. Yeah. How you doing? Great, dude. Your name kind of sounds like the type of person that would shoot a president. You know, like some people have those three names. <laughs> like you have Lee Harvey Oswald. You have, uh, you know what I mean? Like they have that full name. It's such so. a boring name, isn't it? Darren James Watson. 
You know, I have an uncle whose last name is Watson, so we might be like third cousins. You've got a cracking name, haven't you, Joseph? How do you pronounce that? Pagano? Yeah, Joseph Mario. I'm really Italian. <laughs> <laughs> is it Mario? Joseph yeah, Mario Pagano. <laughs> yeah, super, super Italian. So, And then Jacob's Jacob Elliot, so I don't know if you can get any more Jewish than that. <laughs> so, so, um, so this is a very special segment. This is kind of like uh, uh, people who listen to the cast know that we have a uh, we do like rotating segments sometimes with Slanice and sometimes with uh, we have Bruce's corner with the Bruce's and Darren's a very famous Bruce, probably the most famous and most popular and loved Bruce out of all of the Bruce's. I told you not to say that. Good grief! Yeah, you get me in trouble. Definitely, well, well more liked than any- I mean, I love Rick because I feel like Rick and I- talking to Rick. I've said it before. It's like a Guy Ritchie movie. It's like I'm in Snatch. <laughs> like, I'm just doing some Warhammer gangster shit, and like, you know what I mean, like I'm when Rick's around, I'm not the. Yeah, don't oh, have to worry about getting the fights or anything. Rick's just gonna headbutt somebody until they're dead. Oh yeah, you know, you can, <laughs> I've spent. Uh, I've he, he saved me from many situations. I tend to get really drunk and just barge into people. They go to fight me. They take one look at Rick, and then they just quite happily let me <laughs> pump into them for the rest of the evening. <laughs> he's terrified. He's like four foot three, but he's fucking terrified, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I would not want to fight Rick. Nah, no, definitely not. So, <laughs> so Darren, like. Basically, I want to get started with like maybe you could just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I the people who have met you always say such really fucking great things. Like I was hanging out at the Boys GT with a bunch of the Amer- Team America ETC guys. Sam Cool was there. Uh, yep. Bill Souza was there. Uh, Roger Barker was there. Mike Vaginos was there. And we were, you came up, and everyone just talked about how fucking awesome you are, and like they love you. They're like, oh man, Darren's like my soulmate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh wow. Well, I do yeah. tend to buy everyone a beer that I meet, so that probably helps. Well, bribes bribes work <laughs> in America. We're big on bribing, so. Now, to be fair, Team America, fucking great as well. It was so good to see a team that was super pumped to be there. And, like, I've always wanted to play a, a tournament in America. I imagine you, I imagine there's a lot of emotion and there's a lot of passion. And it was so good to see a team that was there, united. You know, they did all that. You put your hand in the mirror and you go, hand in the middle rather and go go team and all that bollocks yeah and you, you look at our team we're all really reserved <laughs> so yeah team Stiff upper lip, you know great. yeah no but i i'm a bit like that i want to i want to fucking shout and scream and rah, you know get involved so yeah i'm here to party i don't care <laughs> i mean yeah, like 100 yeah, percent. enjoy yourself awesome. right <laughs> definitely definitely so um yeah sam sam gould and i hung out a whole lot over the weekend and uh it was just talking about ETC, but oh, one thing I always love to bring up from ETC is when uh, Joe Cryer went on uh, Honest War Gamer and said <laughs> that he was going they were gonna absolutely trounce you guys. I and, smell uh, that, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wanted to take. I don't have any video editing skills, but I would have took that and then, like, as soon as he said it, I would have cut it and I would have showed a picture of the score and I would have played the theme from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> so, it's like a meme, you know, like, like, oh yeah, you totally put your foot in your mouth there, Joe. So, um, Joe's not on the team again. And I don't think Mike V is either, but, uh, some interesting additions. So, uh, I've been making jokes over the weekend because Chad Sola is there. Um, Jake Liqueur and somebody else, but they're French guys. And what we needed to be- beat England in 1776 was assistance from France. And now we got it. So you guys better watch your back this We're time. In trouble, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The French are here, dude. We're going to win this revolution, you know? So America were the team to watch. They were the ones that we were most worried about, you know, going into it. Absolutely. They were, 
organized, enthusiastic, willing to learn. You know, I know they've taken notes and they're all going to be, they're all going to be identifying weaknesses in our teams, etc. So I'll be interested to see how they do next year. Also, we put it kindly, we smashed them. Um, and then they came back and annihilated everyone they played. They so they couldn't have had the worst a worse start to their tournament. Um, yeah, and they came back and they were second. You know, so that goes to show some real fucking guts. Yeah, I think it's 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 an interesting thing for ETC too, is because like it's hard when you're in like England or you're in mainland Europe. Like ETC is a lot easier to do than if you're in America or if you're in New Zealand or Australia, right? Oh, so like, yeah, 100%. and there are some real top quality players in all of those areas, but getting them to be able to afford to get on a plane and do all the stuff that it takes to be on an ETC team, like get together and practice, like. Um, I applied for ETC kind of just busted Bill's balls. Like I always fuck with him. And uh, he asked me <laughs> if I wanted to do like the social media aspect for the team, like just not playing, but be a part of the team, do handle it. all the, well, I can't, I'm already doing so many international tournaments this oh, year. My wife, you are, yeah. and, you poor bugger. I'm, I'm actually buying a condo right now too. So it's like so much. And my wife's like, you, you can't do Luxembourg too, dude. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I didn't think they would actually pick me. <laughs> like, <laughs> so um, anyway, like, those like for there's a dude from Portland who's on the team, right? And uh, Jake Lecure is from Detroit, and like I mean, like those are huge distances. Like yeah, the rest of the guys like Ro- Roger and Bill are both from like Lynn Pitt. Sam lives in like Boston area. Like that's a little easier, but even that's like an eight and a half hour drive. That's too you know? much, isn't it? That's too much. Yeah. So the other guys, when they come for practice, they have to fly. So they're they're not flying across the country for tournament weekends. They're flying across the country to sit down and practice for ETC. I mean, that's a huge endeavor. That's I mean, some commitment, isn't it? That's some commitment. Yeah. Hats it's off a, to them. So a flight for me to go to the West Coast costs as much as a flight for me to go from JFK to London. Fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's like I could go to England instead of going to California. Come, <laughs> come practice for me. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. It's just this year is super hectic. So, but I'll definitely be out. I'll be out there for Bobo. So we definitely, um, we'll definitely be able to get a game in either as a challenge or you're gonna. We love could sit down Bobo. the night before. Yeah, you're gonna love. Oh no, we could grudge if you want. Yeah, yeah, happy. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, I'd shit. love to take that first round loss. Um, no, wrong attitude. Fuck that right off. <laughs> Fuck that right off. <laughs> tell me you're going to smash me. Look me in the eye. And tell me yeah, but you, d- smash me. you helped me design my list. So how am I going to smash you? you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, so, so like for people to know who don't know you, you do like, like we're going to call it Warhammer coaching, but where you sit down and you talk tactics with a person like one-on-one and you help list build and, and tweak th- uh, play styles, correct? Yeah, I do my very best. Yeah. So how are you funding that? Like, are you doing it through coffee? I know you did like some crowdsourcing through that. Uh, I know. Well, I've always, I've always done that to a certain extent. Ever since sort of 2015, where I came fourth with Seraphon at the South Coast GT, and Seraphon were hardly seen at that time in the meta. Um, you know, every Seraphon, it felt like every Seraphon player in the country was messaging me, sort of asking me how how they could improve, etc. Um, and I, I enjoy helping people. So I've been doing that for a, a very long time. I get contacted over Twitter all the time. I get about five or six direct messages a day. <laughs> people asking wow. me how to t- tweak lists, etc. cetera. Um, and some people um, <laughs> that require a bit more time than others. Um, so that's all been done for free for a very long time. I set up uh, my coffee account recently 
because I realized this year I've lost a lot of money. I'm a, I'm a hundred percent commission-based salesman. I sell life insurance. So if I don't work, I don't earn. And just put it into perspective. Last year, I earned about 35 grand, which is great. (laughs) That's amazing. And this year I've earned about 25 grand. And the only thing that's changed is I spend about half my day trying to help people out. <laughs> oh wow! Now, also, you got to turn that you got to turn that phone off when you're at work, dude. Well, yeah, I know. And I've I've always had it in my head to try and help everyone because if you help one person and you don't help someone else, it makes me feel terribly guilty. <laughs> and this yeah. year, event wise, etc, the prep, etc., events have probably cost me two and a half, three grand. So I am massively down. So I've started that just as because if I if I don't find some other way of making money, then I can't continue to do what I've been doing. It's just not, yeah. it's just not tenable. <laughs> so 100% commission-based, it sounds rough, dude. Oh, yeah, no, I need to get out of it. I need to get out of it. Um, my plan, one day, hopefully, I'll be a professional geek. That would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it'd be awesome. I took on my first coaching client very recently. Um, and again, I said, look, you don't have to pay me anything. It's hardly a, a finished, polished product. I don't even know if I'm going to be very good at coaching. So I said to him, um, we'll see how we get on. Um, you can pay me what you want through coffee. Um, and then if you don't find anything of value, no hard feelings, because it's um, it's a learning process for me. Um, and it's been going about a month, and I've been paid every week. So I can only assume it's going <laughs> it's going well. Um, oh, that's awesome. But they do it in 40K, right? In, in 40K, some what's his name? Nick something? He's an American chap. He was, at the, he was at the ETC for the English, and <laughs> they won. Oh, that's a different story. Um, he, he does loads of coaching, doesn't he? So it's, it's in the culture. I think 40K is a bit more competitive than Age of Sigmar, but Age of Sigmar seems to be going that way. So it makes sense that people are going to want to get better quicker. Um, and you can save yourself a lot of time and effort by talking to me because I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what my thoughts are and what's going to be good. So it might save you a bit of money as well. So, 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 so what we're saying here is if, if you do give someone a hand, they should at least throw you a couple bucks to help subsidize the amount no, of work no. that you're putting. I mean, no, but like, you know, you're not saying that I'm saying that they should, they should help out. You know, you're helping out massively and sacrificing your time and you're hurting your wallet by helping people. And they, if they can, if you can help out, if you need advice from Darren, hit him up, but you know, throw him a couple bones, dude, come on. If it's useful, if it, I don't, I don't ever want to put a paywall in front of it because that's that's detrimental to the hobby overall, isn't it? I don't want the people with the deepest wallets being best at the game. That's no good. Oh yeah, it's not Magic the Gathering. So <laughs> no, what, have you seen the prices of fucking stuff at the moment? Oh my god, it's oh, yeah. always. I've there, never, I've never been into card games. I like the idea of living card games where like you know what you're getting in every deck and it's all strategy. But like the random drop card games just piss me off, dude. It's like. How much money can you suck out of these kids that are just trying to do something fun with their friends, you know? Oh, it's addictive, so. isn't it? It's addictive. We've all been there as well, haven't we? Well, I mean, like, I get, like, a high out of buying Warhammer models. <laughs> you know, you get, like, a euphoria out of it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just bought a bunch of shit that's going to take me six months to build, but next week I'm going to buy more shit, you know? like Winning so. eBay, winning eBay, getting cheap models, that gets my shit pumped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, so, I, I mean, I write... I write a few, I've written a few articles in the past um, sort of on how to approach the game or battle reports and, you know, explained um, decisions, etc. And I plan on doing that, doing that more anyway. I enjoy doing um, uh, content. I've done a couple of um, 
uh, rundowns for Rob on the Honest Wargamer. That's a fucking great website. Have you seen it? Where you can sort of explain your lists and you can explain units, yeah. etc. I know. Um, I don't so, know if you know, but like Rage of Sigmar owns the Honest Wargamer, so I see all the content that gets posted. It just comes through. <laughs> it filters through the administrators. So anything that's really good, like we'll go to like the base. My secretary, uh, Jacob Berry, and then he'll read it, and then he'll pass it up to me if it's worth my um, you know, my time. And almost everything you post ends up on my desk here at Rage Corp International. So it's pretty. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. <laughs> it's nice so, to meet you. <laughs> So, um, let's move on. Oh, let's talk about the belt, dude. So, since you post on the Honest Wargamer enough, if you, like, you get robbed to say that you're a member of the Honest Wargamer, that means you're up for the belt. You could challenge anyone who holds the belt if you're at an event no, with them. And you can is win Is that it. true? Is that yeah, true? So, so, me and Randy came up with this idea. The idea for the internet interdimensional champion of the AOS multiverse is actually, <laughs> like, a way to keep these, like, the podcasts. <laughs> We have a group chat for CanCon plans, right? And we uh-huh. all have so much fun and talking in it. Me and Randy were like, what's a way to keep us all together after this CanCon trip's over? Like, keep us all talking to each other. So me and Randy had our grudge that we were hyping up. And we were like, why don't we get a wrestling belt made for the interdimensional champion of the AOS multiverse? And it's got, like, Sam Morgan, like, multiverse Morgan's face on it. Oh, and it's got it. all the podcast logos. Yeah, so what it is Fucking is the incredible. Rule, the rules we set for it is anyone in those podcasts can include and randy because randy's not in a podcast but he's hangs out with all of us so those two podcasts and randy anyone can challenge anyone who holds the belt at a tournament you're at so if you're at a tournament say like you and i are at adepticon now adepticon doesn't allow grudges but you want to play for the belt you could say joe friday night before the belt for friday night before adepticon oh, i am in i am belt. all over that yeah so can you so, win it come to bobo and i can challenge you for it Yes, and Randy's coming to Bobo also. So whoever wins oh, it, so whoever wins it, I can. T- oh, that's fucking great! <laughs> yeah, and then the the rules, the rules for it are: uh, if you go und- if it goes undefended for a year, or if you or if you've had it for a year straight. So even if you defend it, like you can't have it for more than a year. So it always moves around, and yeah, then once yeah. 100%. once it so say like you, I have it for a year, and it, it I keep it after a year. Everyone will kind of like do like a draw for who could play each other at what, and then we'll hype up that challenge, and the belt will just get nailed there, and then that will go above that. So, oh, can I get my so, image engraved onto it? Ah, uh, you could get your. I mean, the belts aren't that expensive, dude. You could we could make other ones. You could make a Bruce's belt for the Bruce Champion. You could do. So it's That's, not a. It's. They're so much better pretty, than trophies, aren't they? So much better. Yeah, than and then like you wear it at every event, and people just look at you like you're fucking insane. <laughs> like. <laughs> I would fucking uh, wear it as well. I would definitely wear that. Uh, I'm, definitely, I'm all about I, strutting anyway. I strut up to the table. If I could strut up with a fucking bell, <laughs> that'd be amazing. Oh, that'd be so epic, right? But yeah, I'm definitely going to smash the shit out of Randy. So uh, when I have the belt, I plan on wearing it to every event there on afterwards. And Consider probably yourself ev- grudged. Consider yourself every, grudged for Bobo. Ev- also, every single family event I'm wearing it at. So like uh, graduations, <laughs> uh, weddings, I'm going to have it on. I don't care, right over my tuxedo. So... That's a yeah. great icebreaker, isn't it? A great icebreaker. Yeah. What did you win the belt for? Uh... <laughs> it's, what's funny is it's just got like a picture of a really nerdy dude's face on it. So it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. super funny. <laughs> so. Oh, mate. Um, so we're, if we move on to we talk about like uh, the main reason I wanted to have you on for the show is because you have such a reputation for being like an excellent game and also a super challenging 
and like competitive gamer. And a lot of people struggle to find that happy medium where you could do both. A lot of people are like either super competitive, but like kind of tough to get along with or like not the funnest game, but also, and so people who are also the funnest game sometimes aren't the best players. You know, they don't you know finish in the top 10% or whatever, you know I mean? Like it's for people, some people it's hard to find that happy medium. And I, I want to know if you think there's a special way of approaching the game, or do you think it's more of like a, like some people just can't, be happy if they're not winning so maybe that's what holds those people back i think um so i've been gaming since i was 13 and for most of those years i've been a very immature very immature horrible gamer ask the bruces they didn't like playing me for many many years um it's taken me some real effort to um uh, when when you sort of experience a bit of success you calm down a bit you, you you've proven it to yourself right and I think I'm at a point in my life where I still care very much about winning. Don't get me wrong. But if I don't win, um, you know, it's five minutes later, <laughs> the, the world's still turning. Um, and I've, I've, I, I don't need, I don't need to win as much as I used to. So I've tried. And I've also, when I'm winning as well, or so I walk up to a table and I greet my opponent and they'll go to me. And if I've never met them before, um, they'll go, are you, are you Darren? Are you Darren Watson? And then they'll, and I'll go, yeah, hi, nice to meet you. And then their face drops <laughs> and, they'll, <laughs> and they'll say things like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to try my best. Or even if they're in a good matchup, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I don't think I've got a chance. And the first few times I heard that inside, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fuck this fucker up. Yeah. I've won this game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice easy. I'm win. already in his head. <laughs> yeah. I'm already in his, fuck this guy. But then <laughs> that is not a great gift to bring to the world, is it? Um, when, I, when I play someone now, if I, I can, only take, or I can take, only take real satisfaction if I know that they've brought their best game, um, they've tried really hard, and they haven't defeated themselves before the, the game even starts. Um, yeah. and you, only, you can only do that by trying your, everything you can to calm them down. And, um, and being super happy and positive throughout, even when it's going bad. And what I learned from trying to do that, it, in actual fact, it improved my game tenfold because I wasn't getting stressed out about when things weren't going my way. So it could keep my, it keeps your, your mental clarity sharp. You know, you can look for mistakes that your opponents are making by keeping yourself calm and happy. So when something really fucking horrible happens, you know, someone, <laughs> you know, someone, Mortal wounds you, mortal wounds you off double, double six. You know, it shouldn't fucking happen. Yeah, high five them, <laughs> you know, because pissing yeah. and moaning about that double six ain't going to change it. But what it is yeah. going to do is stress you out, which is going to close your mind down. Um, so, and I think because when bad things are happening, I'm all super excited and happy, you also allow your opponent to enjoy themselves. <laughs> yeah. Because there's nothing worse than getting that double six, looking over at your opponent, and he's going, oh, fuck's sake, and he's banging the table, and he's calling you all yeah. sorts, you lucky bastard. You know, that's that's no way to enjoy a game, is it? So yeah, it's taken a little while to get there, um, believe me. But I think I'm, I think it's so nice to hear you say that. <laughs> no, you definitely have that reputation. Like, and, and those are the games you remember, too, is like even if you get your ass handed to you, like um, – I one time played Tony P, the guy who made War Scroll Builder, Tony Pacheco. 
Yeah. We were just playing Warhammer Fantasy, like, you know, it was like eight years ago, but we we're in like a, a game store in Santa Clara and like, he's just tabling me and, uh, I'm like trying to throw a purple sun at his chaos dwarf for me. I'm just like sucking at winds of mat, all sorts of shit, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, he broke my unit with my sorceress in it. She's fleeing. I need double ones, you know, cause she's got what, like there's like one elf left with her. So I'm like totally fucked. Yeah. And I rolled double ones. Yeah, and we're both yeah. like, yeah! <laughs> and this like tiny game store screaming and like jumping around and shit. And like, you know, like all these other people are like playing magic and they're like, what the fuck are those dudes doing? And then I turned around and I tried to throw the purple sun again at his army and just, you know, failed and died. <laughs> it didn't matter though. It's a game I'll always remember because it had that moment. And I, I feel like Tony can relate. Like I still had a, we had a blast, even though I was getting my ass kicked, it didn't matter. We were having a good time. And I think you have to have a certain type of personality and approach the game to win gracefully. And that's, that's what it sounds like you can do is you win gracefully. Like you could celebrate your opponent's minor victory, you know, the small things they get out of the game. And if your opponent can feed off that energy too, there, everyone's gonna have a good time. It doesn't the like even though the outcome at a tournament does matter. Everyone's like, oh, I like to say that, like, oh, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, I go to a tournament, I want to win, dude. Hmm. You know, and, and everyone should want to win, but also like you have to be able to take that loss and have a blast with it too. Otherwise, it's just not. It's if your only validation is winning, it, this isn't like the hobby or game for you. I try and tell my I try and tell my son. So <clears throat> growing up, I was. My parents wouldn't play Monopoly with me because I was so competitive. I was a right shit. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, <laughs> and the Bruces will tell you that I'm a competitive so-and-so as well, you know, for many years. So I've been trying to not be like that with my son. So I try and lose gracefully with him all the time but he is such a little shit every time he wins he's like in your face you're rubbish and i can feel that competitive urge in me to crush him build yeah. you know <laughs> but, but i try yeah. and tell him like if you win a game and enjoy it or lose a game and enjoy it then you're gonna win every game you know and that yeah. is, that, that's taken me 38 years to realize <laughs> i don't think i don't think he's gonna realize it though i think he's very much I think it's in the genes, nurture. Yeah, the, co- the competitiveness. <laughs> Nature <of> the nurture. <laughs> yeah. My my nephew's four, and uh, I played him in Guess Who the other day, and uh, <laughs> I. So when I play him, like I'm like he's four. I'm gonna let him have the win. He's gonna feel good. Yeah. So whatever question he asks, I ask the same question back to him. And if it pretty much if he always goes first, he'll probably get figure it out before me. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> So he looks at me one day and he's like, you need to ask better questions. And I was like, I'm asking the same questions as you. <laughs> I was like, wow, thanks, bud. Like, clever, I love you that's too. That's clever, though. He's, he's wanting you to do well as well. That's a, that's a good yeah. good soul. Good soul. Yeah. So um, moving on, what what's your next event you're heading to, Darren? Do you have uh, one on the yeah, Crimbobo. The Bruces are out in force. So, oh yeah, they <laughs> want to like... go to that, but it's like Thanksgiving weekend or something. It's <laughs> yeah. next week, isn't it? Yeah. Or the week uh, after? Oh, right, yeah, no, no, it might even be next week. Yeah, it's um, it's a doubles event um, run by the same. Well, obviously the p- same people that do Bobo, and it's just going to be nuts. But there's like eight of us. We've never been out in force like that before. So, that's um, awesome. Are you taking that that super secret list you told me not to tell anyone about that we talked about? via text that day <laughs> no, no. yes or no 
no, movie. no, no. I'm, I'm going with Paul. Paul, um, who runs um, the uh, Paul Bastian, who runs the um, runs the Ulster events, runs all the events in uh, Northern Ireland. Bless him. Yeah, um, he's an honorary Bruce. Uh, from he's an Irish Bruce. Yeah, yeah, he's a cracking soul. And um, <clears throat> but that that event actually um, counts towards their rankings. And because he runs all the events in Ireland, he doesn't get to go to. Well, he doesn't run all of them, but the majority of them. He doesn't actually get to go to many of them, so it really counts. And he's super keen to to go to the uh, the Northern Irish Masters and hopefully get to Luxembourg, etc. So there's a bit of pressure to actually perform. Um, so we're taking uh, a double. Wow, well, we're taking a. Oh, I don't care. I don't talk about it. I talk about it all day. Um, we're taking a double zinch list. So we're just gonna. We're gonna we're gonna drink, but also there's a bit of edge to it as well, which is a bit of a shame because the whole event sort of build as you know just get drunk and <laughs> and, and compete. Yeah. But, but there's always a couple of couple of bastards at the top trying to trying to compete. So I think me and him are gonna have to be a bit grubby, but we're still gonna go out and get pissed. So the Sunday everyone's gonna have <laughs> a pretty good chance against us because I imagine well it'd be a miracle if we even make it. Um. <laughs> yeah that's awesome i mean we, we've talked about on on the show before we used to have a club uh when we were playing warmer fantasy our club in Cal, uh, california was leadership two and we they used to have a battle for the crystal. <laughs> yeah no, it was us uh we used to <laughs> we used to have um the battle for the christmas ham every year and everyone would make christmas themed armies and then we would all play each other for the win whoever won got a ham um it was the pretty more fun. i hear about your scene the more i love it it's just, it's all. Yeah, you got to get over to the states, based, dude. Oh, I've got, I've got so many places I want to visit. I love the Aussie scene. I, lo- I love, I love the USA scene. But even your, even your, the way you talk about the hobby, it's all community. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it just, it sucks for me and Jacob because we both, like, I'm grew up in New York City, but I moved to California, and Jacob is from California. But we both, I live back in New York now. He's in Nashville, so we have like our own little tiny communities. And uh, I find in New York, it's really hard to get games in with people that I enjoy. Um, it's just, it, it just sucks, dude. It's like, I mean, I know I've heard like getting across London. I, I know you're you're in Southampton, right? Down. Oh no, Portsmouth. 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 Where's you... that? Portsmouth near Southampton, but better. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, but I, I know, like, so England's super small and super compact, and you got so many people living there, right? So, like, getting yeah. across London is like super hard. Like it's a pain in the ass, right? If you try to drive across London, it'd be a nightmare, right? Oh, it does my tits in. I fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah. So for me, living in New York, it's like similar, but like, so if, if, uh, if people will be like, "Hey, let's get a game." Like, I want to play that guy Chai Zola, who's who's on the um, ETC team. He lives in Manhattan, and I'm in Queens. And people are like, "Oh, it's on New York City," but it takes me like an hour and ten minutes to get there if I take the train. If I oh. drive there, it's like a crapshoot, and then there's no parking. So like. It's a, kind of a pain in the ass to be a New York City war gamer. So, yeah, you don't you don't play war games to get your blood pressure up, do you? Uh, yeah, or <laughs> like, like a just, pain in the ass. Like I, my wife, it's hard. I have a new, I, I, well, not a newborn. She's one. She's like almost fifteen months now. But you know, my wife. Every time I go to a tournament, my wife has the baby by herself, and that's a lot to ask of her. And I go to a yeah. lot of tournaments, right? So it's hard for me to go. Also, like, hey, I'm going to go to hang out with Chai and play a game, but it's, it's not going to be just a two and a half hour game. It's going to be like a six hour thing. And that's a lot. Yeah. So it's really hard. So hopefully work life balance work hobby. Wow. Hobby life balance, isn't it? It's yeah. Important. Yeah. So hopefully once we move into the condo, I'll have some a gaming space and I'll just be able to host. Cause it's hard to get away from the, 
So what's a condo? Because you keep saying you're moving into a condo, but uh, that means nothing to me. Oh, it's a, it's like buying a flat. It's a flat you own. Oh, okay. So it's not, right. yeah. It's like an apartment. I'm buying an apartment, but it's, it's, so there's condos and then there's co-ops and co-ops like only exist in New York. And that's <laughs> what I'm buying. So a co-op is like a, you buy in a share in a corporation and they assign you a unit. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> It yeah, it's sound- futuristic, doesn't it? <laughs> it? Yeah, but it it works because in New York City, a house like if I bought a it's house, expensive, s- isn't it? Six blocks from where my pa- my parents' house is six blocks from this place, huh. and uh, the houses are nine hundred thousand dollars. It's just like I could never afford that. Whoa! Good yeah, is it your it's first um, first condo that you're buying then? Yeah, we haven't owned before. We always kind of rented. Oh, grats! We- yeah, thanks, dude. It's exciting. Moving on up. Moving on up. Yeah. Working our way towards being real adults. So, <laughs> so that's that's what's going on for me, really. It's just this, all this house stuff and trying to get ready for CanCon. And you're still going to CanCon and Bobo. Yeah, your, your wife and deserves, deserves and, a massage tonight, doesn't she? And and NashCon and probably Adepticon. And <laughs> oh, there's so but, many great places to be in the world right now, isn't there? I, I'm yeah. desperate. Desperate. I promise myself oh, I'm going to go to CanCon. 2021 hope desperately hope definitely go definitely go um what's going to be tight though is if you can which i know is going to be it's tough because luxembourg's in june Mm. late or late july early july late june i've got to be i've got to be picked yet buddy i'm not on the team oh yeah but you're already (laughs) there um you know i'm just thinking that they already nailed it down because the team usa is already nailed down yeah, no, yeah. Well, again, you're super organized, aren't they? But our, yeah. uh, in fact, list submission is, is it the 16th today? List submission, um, admission to um, uh, the ETC is tomorrow. So they'll be announcing it, at the team, I imagine, pretty soon after everyone's sort of um, applied. Um, there's mm. a big, been a big drive in the UK scene to make sure everyone gets a, a fair chance. The committee's grown. It's all pretty, it's all pretty positive stuff. And the competition yeah. is rife, so I'll be lucky to get. I'll be lucky to be picked, but I'll be very grateful. Bill I'm said he only got like thirty applicants or forty applicants or something for Team USA. Only that's nuts, yeah. isn't it? Forty people uh, wanted to go to Luxembourg. That's great. Yeah, but also like he said that I I I don't want to talk for Bill on the podcast because I asked Bill to be on the podcast multiple times. He's like, I don't do that, so I probably shouldn't say too much more. But he said that he got a bunch that were like. He couldn't even tell if they were serious. So, oh, yeah. um, well, you always you know, people, get trolls. You always get trolls. Don't well, you? I trolled and I got in. So, and then <laughs> I said, no, <laughs> it works for some of us. You know what I mean? You like, got the king troll, king troll. Yeah. Like they were like, how many, how, how well have you performed at AOS events? And I'm like, I wouldn't call it performing. <laughs> <laughs> Turning up day but, two. That's a, that's a real victory, yeah. isn't it? I can now drink most of the people in the room and still function the next day. Let's go. (laughs) It's getting harder and harder though, right? Crikey. I used to to be able to go out Friday and the Saturday and play drunk the Sunday. Uh, I just cannot do that anymore. Just cannot do that anymore. Just absolutely destroys me. Yeah. And it's getting harder. How old are you? You're not 31. I'm actually 31 on Monday. So happy birthday. Oh, it's all going off you, isn't it? (laughs) A lot of stuff going on right now. Oh, happy birthday, bro. Um, Thanks, so you're 31. So yeah, so give it a couple of years and you're going to be fucked. <laughs> so 
it's hard, dude. Like I used to, so I'm a big union guy, right? And there's a lot of drinking at union meetings. I used to go to a union meeting and be able to make it to work the next day. But if I go to the union meeting and go out, I'm like, I, that's it. I'm not making it to work the next day. So it's like, I'm like, I gotta, I, guess I gotta slow down at these things. I go and I'm like, everyone's like, are you going to the bar? I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you there. And I just leave. <laughs> like, there's um, at the Six Nations, there's a great picture of me being led away because I was out. <laughs> we, we, were, we were out until one o'clock. And uh, Team Wales are about to go to, um, oh, I forget, oh, there's a famous club in in, uh, in Cardiff they were going to. And uh, the rest of my team had to lead me away because I was about to shot, shot, shot everybody. And if I'd have been there with them, I'd have been out till God knows when, five, six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> then so, had to perform at nine o'clock playing for I've, the Nationals. I've played plenty of playing of Warhammer like that. Like super, just showed up so drunk, so hungover, and like been like, uh, time to suck it up and like you could either you have two options you can either try and sober up which will suck or you just keep drinking and you'll do fine so that's what we always did well, sometimes it helps you you've got you've got no inhibition right you're super aggressive when you're drunk and you don't um yeah. you don't doubt yourself so sometimes it works out really well yeah. you just throw down um, you know they're, what? The, been, they're the best games <laughs> i've been thinking um i was reading a, a fucking uh an article that the top bridge player in the world got a two-year ban for testosterone doping. So I was wondering <laughs> if I started doing steroids, if I would be a better Warhammer player. <laughs> yeah, so, of course. Yeah, you probably strut more. You'd probably be more yeah. relaxed at the table, a bit more intimidating maybe. Yeah, and like you – so like my, my partner at work is like a big like workout dude. He juices. You know, he does the whole nine. And he's oh, like – when we knew each other since we were kids. And when we were kids, he was like a skinny little runt, you know. And he's like – He's like, yo, when I started doing this, I stopped taking shit from people. And I was like, <laughs> that's how it helps you in wargaming when someone does 100%. something that makes you. Did you just fucking pick up that die because it was a three, bro, and I'll break your fucking arm. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but you've got to be like that with some people. You're absolutely right. You've got to have a presence at the table. You've got to establish yourself. I mean, I'm not yeah. a particularly intimidating guy, but when I'm at the table, I feel about 10 feet tall. It's because I sniff yeah. Rick's beard before I go to the table. That's how I get my... Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> it smells like that because it has a yeast infection. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I just have a lot of tattoos and it works in this community because not a lot of people have a real lot of tattoos. So like I just go to the table and I wear like a death metal band t-shirt and I'm like, hey, what's up, motherfucker? Like, and they're like, oh shit, this guy seems serious, you know? But, but everyone finds their own niche. Don't they? You, shouldn't, you shouldn't be meek at the table. You should... Um... Well, you're the general, right? You're that fucking, you're that vampire riding a terror, terror geist. Do you know? Yeah. There's a reason why all those ghouls are following you. Yeah. That's how how you should get completely lost in the game. So another thing I like to do when I'm playing my feck list, my feast day that I, that I went to the boys, uh, the boys with and performed pretty well with, uh, is there's a lot of screams in the list. And every time anything screams, I also (laughs) scream. (laughs) So oh, you're like, one of those players. <laughs> and the guy's like, you can tell he's really done with it by turn one, but we've got five turns to go, bud. And there's a lot of screams in this list. <laughs> so. I get, I can get very, I, I shout football when it, when it think goes really, really well in my games. And it really puts my opponents off. I've got no fucking idea what I'm doing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, uh, whole, the, whole, the whole the whole venue will hear it so everyone knows when something's gone well in one of my games <laughs> that's awesome but you've got to that's enjoy awesome. yourself haven't you you've got to enjoy yourself so um something that jacob wanted me to pick your brain about 
uh, cause I, I messaged him. I was like, Hey bud, you know, since you can't be here, I want to have your voice on the show and like, you know, get something. So he wanted me to ask you about list guilt. Like, um, how do yeah. you feel about that? Fuck it. Get rid of it. No, don't let any cunt dictate your hobby to you. It really winds me up. The world is, the world is full of horrors, right? <laughs> Being guilty that you've taken something that's powerful to a, to a game and then letting other people make you feel shit about it. Fuck that off. And don't, don't moan about other people either. Like, just don't do it. If, 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 if you want a net list, <laughs> the net list. If you want to take something cheesy that no one's thought of, um, then take it. As long as you explain it well and don't cheat, then what's the problem? So don't, don't feel guilty I, about taking. Can this. I get your opinion on after that on depravity points and how Slanesh functions? Like, because everyone who plays the game and plays the game well sees that there's like a huge, like, it's like a it's a disparity, right? Like there are things that are strong, and then there are things that like that just kind of seems like it goes a little too far on the spectrum. And like the same thing with some of the things that people are talking about uh, with OBR, right? Like if they don't fix the harvesters. Like, that's going to be a really big feel bad, right? Like, if you could have two harvesters next to one unit, and then every time one dies, you roll two four-ups, and it brings back one model for each four-up. That's like a seven, and then a three. Hang on. Somebody did the math, and I'm going to quote On the three-up with the six-up death save, they take like 7% of all damage. Yeah, well, it's the same as um, Daughters of Cain. It's the same as blight kings when they've got all their buffs up it's um it's a problem that you know about and if you go to the table and you know that problem and you're not prepared for it and then you piss and moan about it then fucking you're in the wrong game so if you know <laughs> people are going to be taking those armies so design lists that have got a chance against them um, yeah there are there are ways of killing the harvesters they, they've only got 10 wounds they've only got a four up or three up save in the in that bonkers faction um and again, it's the it's the company's fault. Um, it's not the player's fault. Um, so don't make someone feel bad for, for taking for taking these toys. Not everyone does as well. Some people are really bad at the game, and they need a step up. Um, they need to take a powerful list. You know, I'm on the podcast right now, dude. I can hear what you're saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but no one likes losing constantly, do they? And so don't make those people feel bad either. Um, yeah. Just, I think, just accept it. And then move forward because there's no point pissing and moaning about things that you don't have any direct um, say in. Um, you can people that are raging on on Twitter, you know, what does that really achieve other than winding winding yourself up and, and winding others up? Um, I, I've got some strong feelings on what's batshit broken, but I set my mind to try and defeat it. Um, and the people that are that will do well other people that set their mind to that that challenge because it is i mean you're absolutely right obr are a fucking challenge believe me um <laughs> people aren't even talking about the worst of it um but um be, yeah be prepared for it um and see it as a challenge a, a challenge that you might well fail because you might lose <laughs> but yeah like i know that- i know sam morgan built a like a crazy ass 20 something drop list like to go to to Sydney GT with right and like played yeah fucking here well, hang on Greater Western Sydney GT because it was so outside of Sydney apparently but um 
<laughs> and it was like a 2500 point list had like something like 20 something drops and like he was able to bubble wrap slanesh couldn't they could never summon anything because he like literally just closed them off he shot the things he needed to shoot and it like it was a list that was designed to beat slanesh and it did but Boom. then when but then when you play he played like a, a shoot cast list and he was like it was the most uninteractive game i've ever played you know, and they just like shot everything off. And like, so like, that's the hardest part about tailoring your list is because I feel like in Warhammer Fantasy, because that's the only other tournament game besides bolt action I've played. Really, I only played in like two bolt action tournaments, but Warhammer Fantasy Battles, it was a little bit easier to take an all comers list because you were like, oh, I could chaff really well and play for the like the draw. You had like the 20 nil scoring system, you had all these other options that we don't have an AOS. And I feel like it's a lot harder to design a good all comers list without taking something that's also really fucking filthy. You know, like, yeah, so you're going to take some of those lists that people are going to cry about. But the only reason you're doing that is because other people are taking those lists. Exactly. The, the, the power levels of the lists at the moment are, are incredible. Um, oh, like the big wad summoning back art boys. You kill a five man, you know, I art boys, you get 10, like, <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, but those, it's not like I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the hyperbole because that's balancing out those top tier armies. Everyone cried about feck. I had just finished my feck, and they were so fucking like it was. Like, oh man, it's so broken. And so I was like, all right, I won't play Gristle Gore. And they kind of they fixed Gristle Gore a little bit. They've done some stuff. It's still a powerful army, but it's no longer like the big baddie. And now why people were complaining stop, about why did, why did you stop using? Why did you not use Gristle Gore? I never wanted to. Why? Because I, I liked Blister Skin, and then I really like Feast Day. I think Feast Day is great. So it's not because of other people, though. It's because of what, what you wanted to use. Because that's fine. But but yeah. listening to other people, fuck that off. I just liked – well, I like the plus two movement a lot and the being able to relocate a flying unit for a CP. I thought that was better than just having a general that murdered everyone. Yeah, good, good. If, if that's the reason, then fair enough, because I agree, by the way. That is um, – it's a – the bet it takes more skill to use and it ultimately probably wins you more games um it's yeah. not, uh, it's not as brain dead as as gristle Ball, but not um but not using it because other people are pissing and moaning about it fuck them yeah i mean like i it sucks when you roll I, so i played at the boys right my first round was a guy named simon super sweet dude from canada was rocking a skaven list that i thought had like a really good chance of kicking my ass dude he had two warp lightning cannons and nine Gisales. I was like, <clears throat> oh, fuck. Like, he's going to shoot all my shit off, right? Uh-huh. But the scenario was in my favor. I could stay out of his range in turn one. I could give him turn one. You know what I mean? Like, and that's what I did. And, like, I played well, and I beat it. And I, like, really was bad for him. But also, uh-huh. when I rocked up to the table, he was like, oh, no, flesh eater courts. Like, I had him beat then when he felt that way. And I was like, your list is good against Flesh Eater Cords. You have yeah. amazing shooting. Like, I would be, if I was him, I'd be like, oh, no, I didn't have Deep Ken. Like, that's a tough matchup for you because they're just mm-hmm. going to feed you some bullshit until they can hit you with everything they got. Absolutely. Telling yourself, why, why, if you genuinely feel you're in a bad matchup, why do you tell your opponent that? That's the worst thing you can do. So if you yeah. ever think you're in, <laughs> you're in a bad matchup, Puff your chest out and tell your opponent they're fucked. Don't tell yeah. them that your your head's down because you, yeah. that's strange, isn't it? So he's then completely elevated your 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 you're going to be more calm and confident in that game, right? And that's probably yeah. helped you play play so well. If he'd have been like you're fucked, dude, you, then you you might have played yeah. completely differently. So oh, never 
that's my top tip to anyone listening. No matter what the situation, chest out, smile, tell your opponent they're fucked. Don't don't yeah. don't tell them that you're you're on edge. Why do that? Why embolden them? It makes no sense. Don't I also feel your opponent. If you play your army like in a little bit different of a way than they would expect, right? So everyone expects to get hit by feck early and like hit, get hit by a ton of bricks, right? Uh-huh. So my my round five, I played another Skaven list that only had nine Gisales, but it had like plague monks, it had good stuff. But once again, it was like the short table edge deployment, so we had like a huge space. And I just was like, I'm not moving first turn, dude. And he was like, what? I was like, I'm not moving. I'm holding all my objectives. You're holding all yours. If I kill one of your units, I'll win the game by a minor. And he was just like, oh, shit. And then, like, <laughs> I did some home run stuff. Like, I already talked about this in this episode. Like, this is because I was – we did a Du Bois recording, me and Jacob, over Skype. And now this is, like, a week later. So, like, people probably already heard this something, but I, you haven't heard it. I just, like – I skirted my objectives. And then, like, I just summoned three Cryptars and a Vargolf and managed to take an objective off him. And it made him have to come at me. And by the time he could get at me, I had too many points. Like, I was just, like, I burn all my objectives and I win the game, dude. Exactly. So, like – if you take, if you change the paradigm, like that's all you have to do. It's like he's expecting you to do this. Just don't do that, and it's gonna totally fuck their day up. They're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Like I thought he was gonna come at me with that army, or I thought. So like, I tell Skaven players that I play against all the time. I was like, I don't know why you guys don't deploy all your guns on the line because that makes me have to come at you. Yeah. Right. No, you're like, absolutely you gotta- right. I reckon most victories are probably that. Are prob- well, high end stuff anyway. It's probably where people have done something that their their opponents didn't expect absolutely i played um bill at um the etc it was the first game and i've got to play it's the first time i'm representing england at the etc so i'm a bit nervous and i've got to play bill the american team captain and he's a fucking legend isn't he um yeah, and inside good. inside i was dying i was like fuck this is gonna be so embarrassing when i lose he's using slanesh ah but so I strutted to the table. I took my t-shirt off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I played like with my tits out, <laughs> and I did everything I could to make myself feel comfortable and confident. And then during the deployment, um, I I think I did something that he didn't expect. It was um, three places of power. So you've got three objectives that have got to be held by by wizards or characters, and um, I'm only playing for two of them because I noticed that he put one of he put his general his most combat proficient Slanesh keeper over to one flank. So it was obvious that one was going to go fly to the right. So my whole plan was give him that. Don't ignore that keeper for the entire game. That's no depravity. And then when I kill the other keepers, because I've got death frenzy and I've got, you know, I've got a bit of reach from my, my bells, etc. His summoning point is going to be from that keeper that's not in the game. So I'm just going to be getting those two points turn after turn. And that's exactly what happened. And after the game, he was like, oh, man, I played so badly. And I was like, well, no, you didn't. <laughs> it's still a good game. You didn't play badly. But I think he'd practiced against my lisp specifically because Team America were really happy that they'd got that matchup. They played for it. You know, in um, teams, you can... <clears throat> yeah. You try and get certain matchups, don't you? So they they Bill had put me down as like, a you know, a, not an easy win, but you know, uh, uh, in his favor, let's say. And he'd practiced against someone else with my list and creamed them several times. So because I did something completely different that they weren't expect that he wasn't expecting, it was, a- I was, a- it was too late for him to realize, you know, in turn three, what had happened. So his early moves 
um, had had lost in the game, if that makes sense. So it's exactly the same thing. You can you can be in um, a tight spot, you can be in a, a difficult situation, but play unexpectedly. And um, by the time your opponents realise what's going on, you've won. <laughs> and that's exactly what yeah. happened with you, didn't it? So, no, I agree. Any game's winnable. Every game's winnable. Just don't drop your just don't drop your head. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, nev- and never tell your opponent. Never tell. Don't give your opponent any information about what's going on in your head. Lie to him. Lie to him always in your body like, language, in your demeanor. What's going on? If you make a massive it's mistake like, it's at like the table, warfare, right? yeah, hundred percent. If you make a mistake at the table, tell him that was your grand plan, and he's going to be going. What does, <laughs> he, what does he know that I don't? You know, and then he's not thinking about. But then that's true because then he's not thinking about what he's going to do. He's thinking about fuck. What's he going to do? And you've just made a massive fucking mistake. <laughs> there's, there's so many times where I've realised I've really fucked up here, right? I'm going to smile and I'm going to right, I've got you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's worked. It works. It really does. That's awesome. Well, I think we're going to wrap this up, bud. It was uh, a pleasure having you on the show. If there's anything you want to plug, go right ahead. Oh, well, no, thanks ever so much for inviting me on and saying such lovely things. It's always nice to hear people are talking about me nicely. <laughs> the other side. No, of yeah, the definitely. <laughs> so, um, uh, Sorry? No, no, go on. No, no, I was going to say, if anyone wants to uh, get at you, your uh, Twitter handle is at Positive Victim, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's my old poker handle because I used to lose all the fucking time. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Positive Victim. Um, If you need any help, you're more than welcome to to DM me. Um, WhatsApp's a bit easier, so I'll I'll send you out my number. Um, And, yeah, I'll, I'll help. I'll help if I can. (laughs) <laughs> I can't perform awesome. miracles. I can't perform miracles. I've got a lot of people recently ask me questions about trees and Sylvaneth. And uh, fuck, that's a challenge. Um, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like Sylvaneth is like uh, when everything goes right, it's insane. But when it doesn't, it's really rough too, right? It's too, um, yeah. So when, you, when you're looking at a list or a faction, I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue and you know it's got to be consistent uh you've got to you got to think about lists and factions that you're taking over five games not just one <laughs> yeah and if it needs the stars to align for you to win then it's probably not a good list <laughs> yeah but when it does go off and you're playing someone on bottom tables in round five they're gonna have a really <laughs> bad time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah actually it could be the highlight of your year so don't not do yeah. it don't not do it. <laughs> and when it does happen, tell me about it because I, lo- I fucking love hearing about batshit crazy stuff that happens. Oh, yeah, really definitely. <laughs> definitely. So um, that's going to wrap up this episode of Rage Sigmar Podcast. You can get at us at uh, Of Sigmar Podcast on Twitter or you can find Jacob at Big Jables or me at Ahim, uh, H-Y-M-N of Serpents. And uh, definitely check out Darren and uh, give him some coffees on coffee. So it's... Uh, Darren, thanks for coming on the show, bud. Thank you, brother. Take care. All right.